Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Slowinski. And I'm Bartek. Bartek, how are you? Good. <laughs> you sound terrible. In, in my head, I was like, good, but I'm a bit unwell. But then I'm like, I don't need to tell them that. But then it just came out like halfway. Good, but. You know what that was? That was the that was the physical embodiment of good asterisks next to it. And then you go down to the, the bottom of the podcast info, and there's a little citation saying, Bartek's in fact sick. Can you put that in the description? Oh, definitely. <laughs> so Bartek's sick, and I'm rad. And we are spit and polished, likingly because we're always spitting. Bartek maybe a little more than usual. And uh, we are both Polish. Myself maybe a little bit more than usual. Take a episode. drink. Take a drink every time I cough. No. And vomit out a drink every time I snort. So, Bartek, on our show... I didn't say no to that one. I didn't want to disagree with you all the time, buddy. It's a a 50-50. I'm going to disagree half the time, and I'm just going to leave no response the other half. If I do another asterisk, do I have to do that thing twice? To, like, be, like, two? Nah. Alright. And then ask me something else, and I'll just give you no reply. Oh, okay, so it's going to be, like, an every now and then thing. Right, so we are doing our show in which we talk about movies in an audio commentary fashion. We are talking about the movies that a lot of people don't show enough love to. They are either despised or just apathy is given to them or even they're just kind of forgotten. They go, what? I may, I haven't heard about that movie. And then you like wave information at them and they're like, yeah, something's coming back. Something's coming back about this, you know? And uh, we say that something's art. And art needs to be appreciated in all forms and facets. And we say even, that these movies are the purest forms. Even art. when art has a B at the front and an EK at the end. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, good job, good job. He spelled it out. Two asterisks and the text at the bottom is, that's my name. And in brackets, good job. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to be talking about an unappreciated masterpiece, a movie that we feel needs to have more discussion in a more positive light. Whatever film we'll be covering, uh, we both feel that... Sounds like you're describing an unappreciated masterpiece. Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm. So Bartek... What will be the unappreciated masterpiece we'll be covering in this particular episode of the show? I can't read the title. I'm in the episode. Mm. You know, I'm not. Fo- I'm not Deadpool. I'm not fourth wall breaking. Mm. But you are a green line getting bigger. Yep. If you're listening on Podbean, if you're not, then oh, whoops. Whoops. If you're on YouTube, you're like a red line with a dot. And if you're on iTunes, you're just like a black line. A, bl- right? a little black line moving along. Yeah. Kind of looks a bit like a snake from the old game Snake. On, oh, okay. <laughs> from the mobile phones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite mobile phone game on the old mobile phone was that one where you're a little red beach ball and you have to like roll around in different like mazes and locations and you have to bounce and avoid things. I think that game was called Ball. So Bartek... That's about as creative as Snake. Are we covering the video game Ball and Snake? Well, we'd be covering the movie adaptation if that were the case. But no, Maybe Ryan. we're a game podcast. Well, Ryan, last February was video game month. This is no longer video game month. Ah, shit. Okay. And as the rules state, we can't do any themed movies outside of the themed month. Unless no it's more October. Du- no more duologies except on English. Or video games or dog films. Unless it's October, then we do Spooky Month. Ah, yes. Ah. But no spookies otherwise. Unless it's on the mystery box. Yeah. Oh, I want to do one. So what is the that we're doing for this episode, Bartek? This episode, we are doing Powiesz Henriego. 
<laughs> so we're doing what? Sorry. Didn't you hear me? Yeah, I laughed a little too hard. Ah, uh, that makes it hard to hear. Yeah. It's hard to hear. I'm Beca- sorry. Because there are ha-has happening. Yeah. Hit, hit me again. Povieszcz Henriego. So we're doing impoverished Henrietta? Is that what we're doing? I said Henriego. Oh, sorry. Are we doing impoverished Henriego? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> are we doing impoverished Henriego? Well, <laughs> That's nice. my favourite movie. It's got the whole cast of Stranger Things in it. No, impoverished I... Henriego. I said... Yeah. I said Povieszcz. Oh, that, uh, that's a Polish word for novel. Oh, I don't read. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> true. Oh, you wouldn't know the title then because you don't read. Uh, yeah, so you have to tell me it. But you know what films are because you watch films. I watch it, yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to, if you show me the film, I'll tell you what it is. Yes. Powieszcz Henriego translates to Henry's novel, but the film ah. is in fact not Henry's novel or even novel of Henry. Ah. It's the other thing you read, Ryan. Comic book. You get rid of the, <laughs> there are comics in it, not the kind you're thinking. Oh, okay. But then, if you get rid of that word, then what do you got left? Comic strip. No, no, no. From the title, if you get rid of the word comic, but then you leave the. Oh. You said comic book of Henry, but you get a comic. graphic novel of Henry. Ryan, just stop the book of Henry. <laughs> book of Henry. That's the movie. Woo! The one that came out last year. To glowing reviews. Yes. The 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 great film book of Henry that everyone saw in cinema. Mm, it's 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 a film. It's a film, and we mm. need a guest to talk about the film. Did we bring Henry? We need his perspective on on his own the book. Ge- the guest was. I thought no we were doing. Me, so. I thought we were doing a film one, but we're doing a book. Apparently, is it a biblical book? I mean, books can be masterpieces. Unappreciated masterpieces book edition. Well, there are Henry a lot of, there are a lot starting. Of books. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, the follow-up to Catch-22 was unappreciated, just saying. Was it 23? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, good, good improvisation. <laughs> I said yes, not no. Yeah, that's what I mean, good. And then I'm not going to reply to you for my second half. Well, you can reply to Oliver Menhenet instead. Hey. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Hello. Oh, for podcast listeners who haven't listened to an Oliver episode before, um, he's also known as Peter. Yeah. And Jennifer. Okay, that's not your Peter voice. That was your Jennifer voice. What's my Peter voice again? I actually. It's kind of like you, but annoying. Well, I remember so, one of them. So me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I remember one Don't of them. Need to change it. All right. I think cool. one of them had like a stereotypical gay kind of. Voice. That was his Jennifer voice. He thought that was a woman's voice. Right, yeah. yeah. So Oliver, you're here. We're doing the book of Henry. I'm so excited for this. You are pumped. He's I'm been great. he's been sitting in that chair wetting himself <laughs> with joy. I mean just a bit. So guys, you have to get your copy of the book of Henry. Um I got a copy of this on DVD uh for uh two for twenty. I got it with the snowman. And I was there. Uh, and Bartek oh was there. And, and there was and, a smelly and, guy in the aisle. <laughs> there was a guy who smelled like urine yeah. next to these DVDs, and I thought, hmm, foreshadow. Ryan, did you, did you say that you paid for the snowman? Well, two for 20. So Aww. it was a real... Bu- and then she only charged me 15 anyway. I don't know what that was about, but I yeah. think it's because a guy tried to push in line and she was like, that's $5 <laughs> worth of sorry. So I guess we... So get your copy of the film ready because you have to have a copy. Or you don't, but if you do, you can watch it along with us You'll as You'll be we- richer if you have a copy. Or poorer, yeah, depending how you it, yeah. put your finances, according to Henry. You yeah, have to really be into that I mean, stuff. If you paid for the movie, you'd be poor. And if you smell of urine, stop it. 
Yeah, but if you paid for the movie for two for twenty and you only had to pay fifteen, you're five dollars richer than you would have been if you didn't do it. So there you go. I mean, that's maths, or as the Americans call it, math. Yeah, they're not allowed to have plural. There's only one math. There's only one. So get your copy ready because we are going to be starting this. Oh no, I accidentally pressed it, but it's okay. We're going to be starting this in three, a two, a one. Play. So the film is brought to you by Universal, you know, Universal, the creators of the Dark Universe um, film franchise, you know, that's an unappreciated film franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, the Book of Henry is one of these unappreciated masterpieces that are very recent. Mm. Um, How did we come across choosing this one? I think it's fairly cool, which was we had Oliver on. For another podcast, and I and and I bought the two on DVD, and and Bartek was there. You were there with me in the store, and I yes. was like, "Dude, if they've got the snowman here and the two for twenty, I have to get another really great movie." Mm. So I was like, "Where's Book of Henry?" I said, "Where's Book of Henry?" <laughs> <laughs> and you asked me what the Book of Henry was, and I had to try not to tell you, but tell you, because it's one of those movies where if be... you tell someone the actual plot, it's a spoiler. And mm. to be specific, you hadn't seen it, but you know of it. Oh, I knew, knew of, of it. it. I, yeah. I kind of lamented I didn't see it in the cinema, because that's my history. I didn't see this last year. I saw its critical panning and and the fact that it cost the director um, the chance to direct the next Star Wars movie. Imagine knowing that. Imagine knowing. But also, it's the um, acting debut of uh, Maddie Ziegler, who's the little girl in the Sia film clips that dances. So, you know, I thought, how unappreciated her acting debut, and no one's given it a shot, you know? But I had to try and say to you, Bartek, without telling you the plot, but I had to give you kind of something to be like, you were why are you excited to watch this? You were basically telling me who the main character was. Yes. And that was about all I remember you telling me. Super genius with Rube Goldberg machines having to solve a crime. And then something crazy happens or something and, like and, that. And then... And, and, and then People, when I saw Oliver, we had a party and we were talking about mm. it, and 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 someone was like, uh, had I think it was our friend who was on a previous podcast, Will Brooks, uh, was talking about it one time, being like, oh, in front of you, Bartek, is uh, being like, oh boy, it gets crazy in that second half. Like, I oh, don't talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> so Oliver. Uh. Your history is me telling you about this, being like, you want to come on and do it? Yeah, I have a a long and sordid history with this movie of about 12 hours. Um, A little more? It's been a week since I told you. No, I mean, like, I only saw it. Well, oh, yeah, but, like, if we want to be real technical, my my history with this movie is an hour and 40 minutes and 51 seconds. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. But Oliver's all about the technicalities. He's a scientist. So I, I actually, you told me about this a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. And then I, yeah. So you, I think I believe you tried to tell me a synopsis of it, and I just kind, of, it just went in one ear and out the other. But you said you really wanted to watch it. I did. So I was like, you got to come on the show. I did. Yeah. And you were like, I don't know, what movie are we doing? Book of Henry. You're like, what's that one again? Yeah. And then I told you the story exactly like I did last time. You're like, oh. Why do you want me on for that one? I'm like, because you said you would want to watch it. Honestly, I don't know what it is about the film. I think it's because it's it's so good that my brain
brain is just like, all right, that was such a nice experience. I want to forget it so I, c- I can experience that joy again. Oh, I, that's man. my that's my explanation. Really. It, exactly. That's exactly it. I think that's what happened. That or you have a brain tumor. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either or. <laughs> um, so we open up with this iconic scene in which we have a little boy. I mean, this is the first scene scene. The rest of the things were images moving on the screen. But this is the first scene of the movie where Henry has a very reminiscent moment of the film Annie, in which he has to get oh, up yeah, in that. front of the class and uh, give a that's speech, how it starts, yeah. give an improvised speech about something. Instead, he doesn't sing, and he's not a little black girl, but he is oh, a good little wait, white boy. He's, he's not? He's not a little black Aww, girl. And this isn't a musical. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, this isn't a musical, even though, to be honest, if the third act turned into a musical, it would be a logical progression <laughs> yeah, it for it. Wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, there is a, if you consider rap music, then there is a rap sequence. There is a rap sequence. Hmm. There's also dancing. Hmm. <laughs> so There's art. This is art. Um, yeah, no, so we had never seen this movie before, any of us before having to do this for the show. I had an understanding of what to expect from the movie. I Did you know, like, specific big I, things about it? I knew three of the major beats of the movie, which was um, his super smart kid finds out that the next door neighbor is doing something bad to the little girl. And he dies. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. And, and he dies. I didn't know about Naomi Watts' character's little journey that she goes on. I, uh, I didn't fully recognize the fact that the death would come halfway through the movie. I didn't mm. recognize that it would have nothing in connection to the actual crime yeah. element. I thought, is oh, that, it's going to be like he will die trying to solve this or fix this, but no. It's about 40 minutes in, isn't it? Roughly, he gets It's when the second act starts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... You knew that he died, but did you think it would happen more like a three-quarter way point or something? I thought it would be like the end of the movie kind of Okay, thing. so you thought that he would be the main character. Well, it's overall. called The Book of Henry, so yeah. I, yeah. Thought it would, uh, I thought it would happen earlier, honestly. Okay, so... Yeah, I, I knew those major elements of it. Um, I told you guys, whether you remembered or not, the kind of little just mini like synopsis of like, boy sees crime next door. But what were you kind of feeling when you were going to go, when you started to go into this? And how did you feel when it went in certain directions? Because this is a very polarizing movie. Mm. Honestly, all I remembered of your synopsis, which I think I've heard it twice, but all I really remembered, like, oh, the main character is like an autistic kid or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I never clearly said. I just said he was super smart. I, I know and you know, that, yeah. and that's shorthand in movies for autistic. Yeah, I know. Usually. I know you never said it. I don't but... think he's actually ever pronounced or. As I don't think he is. I, I don't personally think he is autistic. Uh, yeah. No, I think he's just a super genius. I don't think the film's trying to deposit the idea that he's uh, autistic in any any way. He's not like, or at least movie autistic. You know, he's not like yeah. a beautiful mind where he's got like, you know, these mannerisms that have to keep him chugging on, or or he mm. doesn't have like the Sheldon kind of thing going on. Well, well Sheldon's on. Big Bang Theory, undiagnosed. They try to diagnose him, but he's not. But, like, he's not like Sherlock in the Sherlock TV show where he has his, like, mm. thingies, like these telltale signs that movie users use. Like ticks. Ticks yeah. and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I didn't personally see him as autistic. If anything, I saw the younger brother as possibly being autistic more than Henry. But, like, no way. 
Yeah, more yeah. so for me. Oh, more man. so for me. Yeah, yeah. He's I like thought... a regular kid. Like, um, way more. Did you think Peter was a regular kid? I didn't think he would be autistic or anything like I th- that. But... but I didn't think anyone was. But if I had to say anyone, I thought it would be him more so than than Henry because I don't know. I felt like he had a little bit more um, emotional problems in comparison to Henry. But Henry's ugh, this is weird because Henry is an emotionally disturbed child, as the movie will explore, mm. because he's a sociopath on a level. Um, but. Yeah, I didn't think of anyone in this movie as autistic. Maybe the mum, if we yeah, want to go there. I think the but not even her. Arrested Development, not yeah. so much. No autism. one's autistic. I don't yeah. know. Hey, you know how there's a website where it's like, did the dog die? Mm. Is this, this, could we make a website that's like, is this character supposed to be autistic? Because I, I feel like it's a shorthand for a lot of screenwriters to be like, if they're autistic, that means they're smart. See, the the problem with that is that autism is such a spectrum, right? It yeah. literally is. And the, the fact that, like, each individual case of autism is, can be so different yeah. from any other case. So when you're kind of generalizing like that, it's kind of difficult to say whether or not. Because some can be almost undetectable. There can yeah. be some very high-functioning aut- people So you're autism. saying that Hollywood isn't... A bunch of ha- on a bunch of hacks and use autism as a crutch. For oh no, characters. They, they absolutely are. But <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. the point. <laughs> but that was my point. Yeah. I know yeah, the I know, fact that Hollywood are hacks. I know that they could have interpreted the exchange he had with the teacher right after the speech as being like a oh the difference between you and them is that you're really smart and gifted and they're not. Yeah. But I sort of saw that as a kind of you know autistic vibe mm. like oh, okay. you wouldn't want to go to a gifted school you'd want to mm. i'm stopping myself because i was almost going to use the word normal but that's not really yeah. what i should be using but basically student... public school or something yeah stick to public school kind of thing okay so just before i ask you guys a bit more about like you know what we were thinking blah blah, blah. I, I gotta bring up to the audience that yes this movie is the central premise of this movie is about the young boy henry super genius boy observing next door that the young stepdaughter of the police commissioner of the state i imagine is the police commissioner just in charge of just the area or the state i'm not sure what all the titles city are. county, county city America? You yeah. can. I don't know. You're fine if you just generalize it to high-ranking. High-ranking police, highly influential yeah. for sure. The top dog, uh, at least one of the top dogs. So, uh, and then the movie takes a very, very dramatic twist, which is they kill Henry halfway through the movie with a brain tumor, and then the mum has to carry out this elaborate uh, murder scheme that Henry has left behind to murder him to save her because there's no way to save her without murdering him because he is so influential and powerful and Henry's thought of every contingency. And it's Mm. also worth pointing out that, yes, the mum is the main character overall. Overall, she's the main character. I I could hear you argue that 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 there's there's two main characters. They kind of... uh, Mm. They're relay characters where one hands it off to the other. Yeah. We've Mm. had movies... There are movies like that. I think we've probably had a movie in the past on the show that's had that kind of effect where it's like one character kind of passes it off to another character to be I do like it when stories do that. As do I. Um, I think the main character is the leaves in the first half of the movie. Wow. You're completely missing Janice (laughs) and that's completely (laughs) unacceptable. (laughs) But yeah, the whole um, issue of the movie is 
murdering the next door neighbor, setting up the perfect crime, and killing them, and and subverting expectations by making you think it's going to be this Spielbergian kind of kids thing, while really it's more of a uh, a David Lynchian type of thing. Not in terms of execution of style, but more in terms of thematic things like David Lynch. In Blue Velvet has that, you think it's this wholesome suburbia, but underneath it's cockroaches and violence and all of this, and that's what this movie's kind of dealing with overall. So, yeah, but I thought when I started watching it, I knew these beats, but I thought it was going to be less um, crazy. I thought this was going to be a little bit more... um, straightforward than it actually is in this movie. I thought this was going to be a bit more of a Spielbergian mm. type of uh, mm. movie in which um, you had this kind of murdery thing and all of that, but I thought it was going to be a bit more, um, I don't know, straight-edged and, and nice, but this movie's wild and crazy. Isn't that great, though? It has Sarah Silverman in it, so can't, I should have known it was going to be crazy. Can't go wrong. And one of the great subversions of expectations comes uh, from an expectation we have of our understanding of what a film is. Mm-hmm. This film, as you said, has a main conflict, and it involves you know the stepfather abusing uh, his stepdaughter. Yeah, and you'd think that most films would centre around the main conflict, whereas yeah. this one puts it aside for great lengths of time. Yes, it's kind of like. The abuse of the little next door neighbor girl is, is 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 one of those um, inciting incidents of the movie that ripples in the background of the story, but not straight up in front because it still wants to be. Um, I want to say directed at children and mums. Mm. Uh, but if you have it be like a full on like uh, abuse slash possible like rape drama story then it's going to turn into that Jodie Foster movie in which she got raped on a pinball machine you know it's just going to be a heavy time for everyone and they just you know they they want to ride that line between um Wes Anderson whimsy and David Lynchian nightmare and I think they do a great job so Oliver you didn't remember a singular thing I told you about this movie so when you did whack this on (laughs) Um, did you, what were you kind of expecting when you saw the opening credits and the music's whimsy? What did you think was going to come before you? See, what I actually love about this movie, uh, related to that question, is the fact that my understanding, my expectations, and my experience with the movie was evolving, like, every few minutes. Yeah. My, my expectations were constantly changing. I, when I first heard the synopsis, again, for the third time, for the first time, um... <laughs> I was I this was timed by the movie. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I was kind of thinking more along the lines of, okay, um, it's one of those movies. I think, as you mentioned, like the the Rain Man's, where it's focusing on you know the person behind the mm. the disability and that sort of thing. One of those you know inspiring stories. And it just happened to be centered around an attempted murder, which you know I think we can all kind of relate to yeah, yeah murder i mean as much as you would like to you know virtue signal i think everyone has that person in their life where they'd be they um they're like maybe if you just didn't exist the world might be a better place exactly um at the moment we have a very important scene here this will mm. be set this is a setup to something that you mm. will see later in the movie um very important that snow 
or the um, replication of snow effect is very important between the brothers. <laughs> it will come in handy later in the movie. This movie is mm. a real uh, Chekhov's gun with an actual gun in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just set up, setups and payoffs. Two guns, I think, right? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, two. A rifle and a handgun? Dean Norris rifle is a gun. and a handgun. Yeah. Dean Norris, a man with two first names. I mean, if you want to get like that, there's... I know, right? There's a, there's a gun shop, so there's a lot of guns in there. Uh, yeah, but, you know, the... I didn't think of that. Yeah, he got you there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know... You're a regular Henry. Oh. <laughs> and then we do see other policemen who I assume have guns, so... Mm. There you go. Many of them don't. If they're not as... Um, well, I mean, if I they're don't know how If they're British... Yeah, but, like, they probably do. Mm. So, yeah, this movie takes oh, some... Gears of War. And Gears of War. But mm. this movie takes some wild, unexpected turns, and this is one of the few unappreciated masterpieces on the show that I can um, understand fully, or at least I think I can, of why it is unappreciated. I think it's because it's taking a lot of polarizing chances for mm. audience members. I can see oh, a lot yeah. of audience members being turned off by this. I mean, before we started the podcast, and uh, I think it's important to raise this, because um, I only did briefly, is we were debating whether or not the next-door neighbor girl is being physically abused or is it sexual abuse as well. And the film leaves it... Um, at least for you, Oliver, you said ambiguous. For me, it was clear, or at least I interpreted it as clear for it being sexual abuse. But for a lot of people, that is... And the way it does and doesn't address these issues, it doesn't show the bruises on the little girl, it doesn't actually show any of the uh, harmful things happening to her. So you could even have moments in the film, I thought at the very start, I'm like, oh, is... Is this actually happening, or is this Henry trying to find something to do? Because he did seem like that kind of kid who was like, "I got to find something to mm. play around with my genius." And there is, and there is a line where the mum tells him, "Like, can't you do something naughty or mm. something like that?" Yeah, like, drinking, so, gambling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the film plays around with a lot of heavy issues, but doesn't necessarily fully address them this isn't my sister's keeper where mm. like those about a kid dying the whole time and blah, blah blah this isn't you know this isn't the you know the sexual abuse movie this isn't this this isn't this this is like the movie about what if an 11 year old came up with the perfect murder is that's what the movie is to me like the idea is what happened if this 11 year old came up with what his idea is of a perfect murder yeah. but it, at the end the movie deposits he is only 11 he thinks that the best way to solve a problem is what you would think as a kid which is like there's only one option and that's like kill this like you know like even as children we have that yeah. thing where it's like yeah just kill them <laughs> On side note i did love that kind of that comedy scene where it's like there's got to be another way flip the page why there's no other way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was that was yeah yeah because when henry dies he leaves a book <laughs> mm. detailing everything and he leaves he, behind the titular object but mm. also he leaves behind um recordings of the book the audio book of the book so mm. it he could also behind, be called the cassette of henry yeah he leaves behind directed instructions to is that on like itunes and like i would listen to the audiobook of henry the audiobook of henry is that the sequel yeah 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 Yeah. it's a prequel too it's when it's about what happened to the dad you know yeah what did happen he murdered him did that that, oh did did we ever find out what happened no his name was probably joseph 
His name is probably Joseph because their mm. middle, their last name are Carpenter. The younger brothers, uh, mm. Peter, and he's the first to tell of the book. It's very sim symbols are happening here. Very symbols. Uh, very. <laughs> sim- well, what's what's the biblical moral of the book of Henry Ryan? There is no book of Henry. Is there? Is there? Uh, no. We're watching we it was, right now. What like are you talking improvising, about? But... Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, the the biblical references in this movie are pretty strong, though. They. Mm. They they got Henry. They got donuts. You got the 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 Christ posing for a scene when Henry's body's dead. They don't do the full cru- crucifixion, but the holding of the body. Uh, you know, they that's do like that. a reference to some statue or like yeah, sculpture. The, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Made. And then you Mary have kind Jesus of Christ. him resurrecting go. from the dead through the book and th- ah, modern technology. Is. This is the best scene in the movie, um, in which Henry has, for us, the audience, we interpret, and this is a bold move on Colin's part as a director. Um, we, the audience, believe that things are f- happening in a chronological fashion. Henry's just witnessed this the night before. It's the next day. He's trying to talk to the little girl about it, but she's too tra- traumatized. He notices that she's really traumatized in class, so he storms off. But when he storms off, he enters the principal's office, and it's a hard cut to realization that this has been going on for... F- he's known about this for four months. Hey, Janice, more like Judas. Yeah, he just walks in. He's like, God damn it, Janice. Like, he's a policeman mm. throwing down his badge. <laughs> and she... I was watching this with my fiance, who's a teacher, and and she said, like, look, Janice is raising some very good points about why this didn't go any further, but the film also handles it in a way in which she's raising up enough bad points as well, because she's got a personal investment in it due to the fact that she knows the stepfather and, and values his uh, personality and reputation... Which is incredibly relevant to real life. Incredibly relevant to real life, because that's what happens. So it shows that this character is not necessarily corrupt, but is corrupted by the world that we just live in every day. I mean, she knows the guy, like, but she's not evil. She is just blind to the fact. And that's very biblical. She gets awoken... Later on, by dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a great shot that is! Um, I find this movie very interesting. That we have, um, at least from my recollection, I haven't looked up every single actor, but we have two Oscar-nominated actors in this movie: Naomi Watts and uh, the younger brother, Daniel uh, Tremblay. Was he nominated? He was in Room. I know the mum in Room was nominated. Was he though? I, oh fuck! I thought he was. I, th- I think I, was... S- I thought he was nominated for supporting. He might have been. I just remember that the mum won for well, lead. Wow. Well, he definitely went to the Oscars. I know that. I know. Because yeah, I think Dave... Was it Dev Patel? Held, no, no, that was... No, that was the kid from Lion. There's too many kids. To, <laughs> I suddenly want to take a drink of wine for some reason. Speaking of, yeah, one of the big things about our main actor, Jaden, what's his face, who plays Henry... Mm-hmm. Most of the YouTube comments find him adorable because he's the kid from It. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is, is he? Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, It yet. That's oh, you, such you a really, recurring... Really, really I haven't seen it either, but yeah. I know... And is is his name Billy or Bill? Uh, Bill, yeah. Does he stutter? He does, actually. Yeah, because yeah. the comments um, wouldn't shut up about it. So that's so funny because last week yeah. we were talking on Chicken Little about It because I brought up John Ritter, who played one of the adult characters in the second part of It from the TV movie series with mm. Tim Curry. Uh, so that's kind of neat that it just keeps popping up. So th- it's actually, he, uh, it is kind of centered around a group of kids. But yeah. if you kind of were to point to a titular main character, it would 
probably be him. The very first scene of both the book well, and the movie. The brother of the one who gets gobbled yeah, up. Yeah, that, that's the, the right? that's the very first scene. So Georgie. <laughs> yeah. Uh the Tim Curry one's classic. I mean, it's a terrible. Mm. It's terrible, but Tim Curry's amazing <laughs> in it. it. Like, really is. Yeah. Tim Curry's just fucking uh, the the shiz. Uh, but mm. this movie's the shiz too because here he is trying to phone up child protective services, but you know what the film says? It's all in the family, man. Because who's in charge of child protective services? Glenn's brother. Glenn, the police commissioner's brother. Which, I want to ask you this. Do I think you... I know what you're going to ask, but yeah. Uh, okay, when you say that, it's always uh-huh. a no, isn't it? Like, when you... I think I know what you're going to say, that it's something different. But do you think that Glenn's brother knows? I didn't think you were going to ask that, actually. And <laughs> do you think if he does, he is also like this? Like Ooh. his brother? Do you think his a weird corrupt arsehole or do you think that he's just covering tracks for his brother he doesn't believe it because at the end he phones up his brother is like dude man like things are growing and he kind of sounded like the actor on the phone sounded like whoa this is actually real kind of thing so I kind of took it as I thought the brother was you mean the call where he's like you're gonna hear something like yeah yeah and then the brother's like Dude, the principal's cold up. Uh, like, things are getting out of oh, hand. Oh, I thought, I thought he was calling other police people. No, he was calling his brother. He was his brother because he's oh, like, I'm about to kill myself, so you're going to hear some shit, and this okay, is I my thought, farewell. Who I do you call it, when you're going to kill yourself? It's usually the person closest, and that's his brother. I thought it was a superior or something that he was no, calling. No, I mean, he is his own superior, basically. You'd have to call the governor of the state. <laughs> I think he did reference, like, calling his boss of some sort. Like, oh, it's... You know. I thought it was like a, a complaint's gonna be filed to the police. Yeah, so. or like someone above. So he's calling the police person. Now he called his at the end. He calls his brother, and the brother's like, "Dude, the principal's called up, and it's too wide for me to protect you from." Yeah, because he's child protective services, so he's been covering it up each time. Or uh-huh. well, at least willful ignorance. I feel like. I think it's personally. I've thought it was willful ignorance just because of the actor's vocal uh, performance on the phone later in the movie, where mm. it comes across as like he. Whoa! This is, this is insane. Like I thought it wasn't this bad, but like whoa. Because okay, I I sort of interpreted, because I didn't know that was the brother. Okay. So based on only like the physical actions that Henry saw from a distance, we couldn't hear anything. I got the impression from that that he was like genuinely asking the daughter, like, has anything been happening? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So I was gonna answer no to. Your oh, I question. thought you would have noticed when he flipped over the little pamphlet that it said Sickleman. Mm, and yeah. that's like, ah, it's his brother. He actually says well, no, the I th- word Sickleman. I know. Well. I well, I did notice that, but I interpret that as also a bias that, like, of course he'd believe that nothing's going on because it's his brother. Kind of like yeah. what we were referring to before about, like, the principal. Exactly. So, so I, I didn't interpret the brother as being malicious, but if that was him on the phone at the end and he kind of seemed like he did know, then I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I did think that that final phone call pointed towards him knowing more than it, they initially let on. He's like, I can't mm. protect you any longer. Like, I can't yeah. stop this. As opposed to, I didn't know this was happening. Well, I think it would be unusual if he didn't know because throughout the whole movie, Naomi Watts is constantly on the phone to them, trying to get them to do something. Mm. So he would have to hear about it. Would he have to, though? Because there are a lot of caseworkers. Yeah, but if it's about his brother... He might actually be... He's done it before, because what? Henry tried 
to do it in the past. Like, that's the implication, because that's yeah. why he says there's no point. I mean, here's a scene yeah. here in which they're talking. We don't hear what they're saying. So that's why Bartek is like, you know, that's why it works so well, because we don't know what the actual conversation is. Yeah, I would have thought they would have uh, separated him from the situation deliberately because it was a conflict of interest. That's exact. That's what I thought Ryan was yeah. going to ask. Like, would they have sent the brother? Yeah, that no, but that's the thing. If yeah. he hears about it first... Yeah then it won't be on file. It won't be an actual proper thing. It will be a cover-up. Mm. So that's why it works. And, you know, it's... They had to open up a file. At the... that, that was his wording at the end. It's like, we have to open up a file. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. So before it was all under wraps, it was an official thing, right? Mm. There's corruption in everything. I mean, hence this movie exists. There's a corrupt police commissioner. I mean, he's supposed to protect people, but here he is hurting the most innocent of people. So, and... Obviously, this movie leaves leaves a lot un, unanswered. Uh, it leaves a lot of things open for interpretation. A lot of questions can be asked by things that the movie, you know, may or may not deposit. One of the things that I was thinking about last night, I wrote in my notes and I wanted to bring it up, was um, later on in the movie, Naomi Watts goes to his house and she asks if he has signed anything over mm. for that. And he, you know, he says no. And he's like, why are you asking me? He's like, you know, cause you guys are usually ducks in a row. And also since her mum died and he as an actor, Dean Norris reacts to her bringing up the mum, like, like mm. the mum that has obviously died in a way that I'm very curious about, because it's one of those acting things of reacting, which we don't have the context, so we know him as a bad guy, but I, I don't know what that reaction was. I personally was like, hmm, did he kill her too? Like, did he kill the mum? Like, what's going mm. on? Or does he have a genuine thing where it's like, I loved her, and that's why I'm acting out That's like taking in it this way. Taking it to the next level, though, because it's one thing to be a serial abuser, I think, to mm. actually take it to murder of a family member. I think that would be ramping it up quite a bit, and I kind of like that it left it a bit yeah. open-ended like I, that. And I think another brave choice was also every time we heard him speak until, like, you know, right at the end when there were threats being made you did kind of get a sense of... You You always saw his facade, so there was always that idea of, like, is something being misinterpreted here? Like, is, could he actually possibly be somewhat... Yeah. yeah. I thought it was great, too, because um, I've watched Breaking Bad, and his character in that is a policeman, and he's very loud and precocious and whatever. And the funny thing in, is, in this movie, he's a very introverted character. Like, he's very quiet, calm, demeanored. And in a character like this... We've seen this exact same setup in a film called Lakeview Terrace. The mm. next door neighbor's a policeman, and how do you fight a policeman? And in that movie, he's waving his dick about of his power, but in this movie... Just to be clear, Oliver, it's Samuel L. Jackson as the cop. Fantastic. In this movie, he's actually a very quiet, introverted character who doesn't really, like, enforce the fact that he has power, and he's not an... Like, we know he's an asshole, but Dean Norris is portraying it in such a way in which he comes across as a really quiet, you know, not nice, but like, like introverted kind of guy. He's not like malicious and seething with like evil, like the way Samuel Jackson was. Like, there's no prejudice, there's nothing. We just get implications, implications, implications. But there's nothing from him personally until, like, um. I would say that phone call that Naomi Watts phones, like Naomi Watts sees abuse happening. Mm. She phones him up and he kind of has like this, like just the voice. A bit growly. A bit growly. And that's kind of it. Even when later in the movie he's confronted 
he's like very like I'll get the cops onto you and you'll be done and all of that but he's not like and he's kind of facing away from her like he's kind of like I know he's kind of a guy with so much power but he, he's powerless I don't know it's very interesting the way the acting's done because that's an acting thing that's an acting thing or a direction thing. Like it could, there's no writing there to say that necessarily. It's the acting and directing choice because we had this in Lakeview Terrace, in which you had a guy with supreme power, and Samuel Jackson plays it exactly how you want him to play it. But this mm. is the opposite, where Dean Norris, we see him interact with policemen mm. again. We don't hear it, and there he is doing what he does on Breaking Bad, like laughing and jesting and like you know punching people on the shoulder and being like ah, and it's like he's the life of the party. But then when you see him. With Naomi Watts and and the kid and all that, he's like the opposite of that, and I find it very interesting. And kind of like gives him depth as a character, yeah. Which it's kind of dangerous humanizing an abuser like that. Yeah, it's possibly yeah. problematic. It's like ah, uh, people, you know, they're, okay. they're, they're believe it or not, um, abusers are still humans. Mm. Some people would disagree. I know, but that's the problem. Like this movie deposits that kind of thing where it's like Henry's big philosophical debate is the what's the worst thing in the in society mm. uh he says apathy mm. while well, she says it's you know violence he says apathy and the movie kind of frames it in a way in which we're supposed to agree with henry but then the the end of the movie kind of pulls the rug out from underneath you by saying hey guess what henry was apathetic about violence and mm. that's wrong so he, in fact, was corrupted by the very thing he was against. And at the very start of the movie, he had that whole thing about, like, you know, man, you don't need... Your legacy isn't about what's in your bank balance. But throughout the whole movie, for the rest of his life, until the very moment he dies, he's worrying about that bank balance. He is apathetic about what he stands for, but he doesn't even notice because he's so smart that he doesn't recognize his own faults. I think that's a brilliant part. It's like that whole so good. that whole character idea of the person who always wins doesn't know how to handle failure. Mm. Or in, in a more common example like the high school jock who always has his way exactly. in the real world, you know, he doesn't. This movie is that moment in which Henry uh beats the lunch lady at checkers in one move. That happens to him. Mm. He didn't think about the contingency of his brain. But he should have. Like, when I was watching this with my fiancé, she's like, if he was so smart, how come? And I'm like, give the movie a chance. And the movie gives you the answers, which was, he was still a child. He's not a full-grown adult, and we are humans. Like, Henry isn't some AI. He is a human, and he makes errors and faults. And the movie contests this throughout the whole thing by saying it makes you think that Henry is a super Jesus being Christ imagery, the fact that everyone treats him like he's the smartest person in the world, that he's this adult but then the movie pulls the rug out from underneath you by being like he was a child and and also you got fooled by his brilliance but really he was a child. And also giving you a kind of um mind-blown instance of giving you very common information that doesn't really need to be said, and that is, to be smart, you have to learn. Exactly. And, he had, and you know, through your lifetime, you go through all sorts of different learning experiences. Exactly. So even if he is, like, a genius at 11, 
you know, he's still got more to learn before he can be like a truly genius human being. Exactly. You're you're constantly growing through your lifetime and you're never at you know, he he was like, I'm at my peak. It's like, dude Peak, like when he peeks through the window. Ha. Ah. Good one. I got, this is my second clap clap. Good one. Good one. Mm. Good one. Only Clapping Ryan during the seizure scene as well, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is this is hospital scene. Seizures happened. He was just having seizures. So what I was clapping Well, saying. you're probably right. I was watching, yeah. So, um, before the episode started, we were talking about this is possibly... This whole sequence and this whole storyline is probably the saddest event storyline mm. sequence that we've ever covered on our show before. Ever? Really? Right up there with Patrick Smash having to be separated from uh, um, well, well, Alan... A. Alan. Alan, Alan A. Alan in, in, in Thunderpants. Yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I just say that I appreciate that you guys, when you saw this movie and you realised that this was the saddest moment, the most depressing, yeah. you thought of me and you brought me on. Well, I hadn't seen it before, so... Yeah, I didn't know what was... And he, oh, I didn't even yeah, know the three things he knew. Oh, you didn't see it Oh, I thought you loved child death. That's... You mean you wanted to, you wanted to do Baby's Day Out, and yeah. I mean, but they, say, they say do what you love, and honestly, you know, it's all about streamlining your life, so... Yeah. So if you say do what you love, then what is it that Glenn loves? Oh, that's pretty... That's pretty full on, man. That's pretty full on. He's the next one ever. Mm. The police Sickleman, Mister Sickleman. I love that little running. This mm. movie has nice little running things in it, like you know, do you want the light on, off, door closed, blah blah. It's kind of like is they have nice little three lines like that. That the motifs, yeah, motifs. They have nice little things like that. It's it's pretty awesome. Now I'm gonna ask you guys a question. This is one of those. Uh, children or adult movies kind of thing you know like home alone has that kind of thing where like the young child's really precocious and is kind of like an adult on a level it's like the 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 fun comes out of like the child's got like adult like tendencies do we have any particular affection for that genre of 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 storytelling and are there any standout movies that come to mind in that so it's funny that you actually mentioned that because <clears throat> I feel like that as a genre generally isn't done very well. That's my oh. personal opinion. Um, I don't find those sorts of performances very convincing. That's just me. But the the irony of that question lies in this movie in and of itself casting this young lad as the main character because I feel like a, a good example of the children as adults thing was it. Yeah. Which you haven't seen, so I'm going to... Well, go ahead and let you watch that first, but it's, I, I think yeah. one of the obvious examples is Home Alone, right? I mean, I figured, yeah, because you, you already mentioned that yeah. um, movies aside from that, but certainly it is right up there, and I think it's well worth your time as well. Would you it's s- no book of Henry, but you know, nothing is. Would you say that Catch That Kid is one? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and you know, stuff with like you know. Uh, you know, where the, the adults can't help and they're a bit inept. Like, you know, a lot of Stephen King stuff has that. Like, you know, uh, Stand By Me. Carrie. Uh, Carrie, yeah. Oh, you know what? Thunderpants. Thunderpants. Towards the end of they're a NASA. You know, like, there's, there's a whole great genre. But, you know, I asked that question because this movie is a deconstruction of that, you know? <laughs> this movie says, hey, you know, that idea, the Kevin McAllister idea, you know, it doesn't work, man. 
it just doesn't work because at the end of the day, they still got a childlike logic and they take it to the highest degree of what if, you know, there's always been that gag of, you know, Kevin from, you know, uh, Home Alone could be the best killer in the world with all of his traps and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But mm. this movie actually takes that idea. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what if you had this super adult genius kid and they tried to plan this perfect murder, but it's, there's no such thing as a perfect murder. And there's no such thing as a perfect murder, especially when it comes from a child, because he doesn't have the full cognitive sense to understand morality or any of this, mm. especially this kid. This I, kid's mm. a sociopath that doesn't realize it. I'm actually really curious about what would have happened had Naomi Watts gone through with the murder, because he set it up so that specifically Glenn would be killed at that specific point. At that and spot. I'm curious as to what would have happened in terms of hiding the body, disposing well, of the well, evidence. The, well, that, so. well, the movie tells you, buddy. Like right near the river. Yep. The idea is you shoot him, and he, he falls yeah. in, and he floats down. Mm. And then you dispose of the gun, and it's uh, the bullet fragments into his skull and brain, so they can't figure out what type of bullet it is. Mm. And she misses the cameras, so it's a perfect crime in the Henry book of things, but there's the morality aspect of it, man. You know? Kind of, like, would be a bit obvious, though. You know, she's kind of ch- contacting Child Protective Services. Like, she's been quite vocal about it. She's the one person in the entire community with yeah. a gripe event against this character. She's got all the motive in the world from the Yeah, but there's the no evidence. Mm. That's so, it. it felt like they're corrupt enough that they would barely need it. That's kind of the, yeah. the point of this, is that... But the, since yeah, she's such isn't... a vocal person, yeah. it wouldn't go down very well. Yep. Mm. So, so, like a weirdo, I walked into this movie not expecting Henry to die. Yeah. And um, when the mum had the line about, you know, have some sort of flaw, like develop a bad habit or something, and then he was, like, you know, investigating gun stores and that, I was thinking to myself a possibility was, is he going to become a vigilante? And that's the weird no. thing Ryan was alluding to. <laughs> that's one of the things that people uh, did say about this movie was, fuck, is he becoming Batman? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's full on about like vigilante justice and like, yeah. like, and, 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 and then when and he, a- violence and apathy and all this, he's yeah. like, what, then, is he fucking Batman? And then when he, when the brother gave that whole wham line of the, I think Henry wants you to kill Glenn. I was like, oh, so on a level I was, it going in the right direction. You were 100% right. If Henry lived, he would have killed Glenn. He said this. He's like, mm. I would do this, but obviously I'm not around. How and would he... he gotten the gun, though? Well, it's, it's Henry, man. He's smart. Maybe He's smart. Maybe the threat that he told his mum to make would have worked. I don't know. Maybe he would be like, damn it, Janice, give me a gun. <laughs> damn it, Janice, give me a gun. Then the guy will say, I'm oh. not Janice, and he'll say, uh, Dominic, though, and then he'll get the gun. And then he gets a gun. Dominic sent a little uh, but, child. By the way, Sarah Silverman's in this movie, and she's about to kiss him, which I found yeah. very unique. On the lips. On no the lips. You know, this is probably that kid's first kiss. Oh, my God. <laughs> Think about well, that. I mean, did it happen that. in It? Um, they do kiss in it, I don't they? I think they do. I mean, in the book, more than that happens. Yeah, but, but this, spoilers. this would have been... the clown? Uh, not quite, but, I mean, the book is very contentious for a number of reasons and what happens with the kids. Uh, you mean gangbang? You could say the child gangbang yeah, in the book. Uh, hold on, is, I'm, I'm, um, not, I'm not asking if Jaden kissed in the book. It's not a gangbang, Ryan. It's... <laughs> Did the actor kiss in the book? Ryan, it's, a, it's, a, it's what they call a fuck train. Yes, thank you. I know, but the fact that, that Stephen <laughs> King is allowed to keep writing. I know. <laughs> is, that, is that like a man train? Yeah, so in the book, it, after they defeat it, 
when they're kids, the the idea to make sure it doesn't come back for some reason is to lose their virginities. But since no, there's was... only one girl... No, it had to do with them escaping from the sewer. Yeah. They, were, they had to solidify their bond. Bond. By right. having sex with each other. Yeah, but that's... Mm-hmm. A, to, to, to seal the deal, they have to lose their virginity. But there's only one girl. And so they all have sex with her. Mm. And the book highlights this. And, um... Gives graphic detail, like the fat kid has like the biggest yeah, big, yeah, dick, and yeah. like and like oh, she God. talks about it very vivid. It's very vivid, and, and Stephen King's some weird sex weirdo. It literally <laughs> goes on like I read that in. They're Canada. underage. They're like twelve or something. It goes it's, on for like ten pages or something. It's like way too. I excited. was very upset to hear that the new movie didn't include it because I thought what is brave? <laughs> it would be brave if they did. It would be a suicide. If they did, because Jesus. Like. Oh man, don't you find it weird that there are movies that give you characters like this and they pussy out like in the? People always forget that in the uh, Friday, not Friday the Thirteenth, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, that Freddy Krueger was a fucking child molester. They kind of just you forget that. You yeah. forget that, but that's like the I, core I thought, of his character was... of why he was burnt to death was he fucking raped children. I thought he was but... accused of being raped, but he didn't actually rape anyone. Oh, didn't he? I've only seen the remake. I thought that was the whole reason he was so annoyed, because he was falsely accused. <laughs> no, I always thought that he got annoyed because they fucking murdered him. Well, yeah, they murdered him because they thought he was a rapist when in um, actuality If he you're Wes Craven, uh, tell us the answer. I'm actually, yeah, I mean, I'm actually curious. I might be wrong about this, I think... Okay. Yeah, you could just go to wiki. Nah, Wes Craven needs to tell me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead, but come tell me. Hmm. Maybe I was thinking of the Simpsons re- uh, the Simpsons now, uh, version of it. I've so. never had a brain tumor. Could afford me. <laughs> I thought you meant I've never had a brain. I've never had a brain, <laughs> but I have a heart, Bartek. Ryan, you're actually a brain in a human body. You have a heart, but you find child death hilarious. I never said that. <laughs> You're putting that into my mouth. I don't want to put anything in your mouth. <laughs> then stop putting it what in a, there. What about a delicious lollipop? See, that would be pleasant. That's a cock shape, though. Oh, my goodness. I mean, still a lollipop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are you so hom- homophobe? Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. Against cocks? <laughs> They're good animals. I know, right? Really, <laughs> you said earlier that, you know, only one girl, so the only option was to all have sex with her. They yeah, why can't they have other. homosexual sex, Stephen King? <laughs> You fucking homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ha- ha- How did the book of Henry turn into Stephen King bashing? You brought up it. <laughs> did I? Yes. Oh. And that's one of the things about it. You shouldn't bring it up. Bring it it's up. It's like the bye-bye man. Yeah, we've done sleep. Don't say it. Don't think it. Mm. So, <laughs> this is when the movie's like, hey, let's talk about finances, which yeah. is very interesting because in movies like this... Just to be clear, this isn't the first time they bring it up. No, but this is the last time. Yeah. <laughs> last time, why? Is Henry busy after this? Yeah, he goes on holidays for a while. Also, he buys her a new car somehow. Yeah, he already did it before. Because yeah, but like, how? it's at the lot. He had because they have over a million dollars. I thought it was six hundred. They have six hundred eighty grand yeah. in an account, and then double that in stocks and bonds. Mm. So they have over a grand, over a million dollars of money. I mean, you could have a billion dollars, but that doesn't make buying a car legal if you're underage. That's what I'm curious about. Oh, you're worried about him being underage. Yeah. Oh, you see, he can forge things very well. The movie kind of shows you that he can forge information. So, 
he could get a fake ID. And he somehow got the car back to back to the house. No, no, no. He said it's in a lot. Oh, in a lot, yeah. He got a car to the lot though, didn't he? You don't have to drive a car to I, the lot. I, I assume someone put it got there. It to, it's okay. there. Yeah. I, I still find it, you know, very interesting. Have you bought a car? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Picked up from the dealership there. There you go. There you go. So, but did you was drive a, it to the dealership? Was there an option to take it to a lot? <laughs> yeah. I thought the lot and the dealership would be two separate places. That's why I'm bringing it up. Did you do the stock thing and have over a million dollars? You know, maybe I did. You don't know. Did you have a brain tumor? <laughs> I mean, maybe Is I Is Oliver your real name? Is it Jennifer? <laughs> oh, well, aren't you, aren't you caring? Or is it, is okay, it, Peter, calm down. No, Peter's... <laughs> or is Peter your younger brother? Oh. Is he given the first book of Henry? The uh, the plot thickens. The plot is very thick in this. <laughs> you know, Oliver is smart. I do want to just say something, though. Uh, Sarah Silverman's in this movie, and I just love before we started... Wait, who does she play? She plays um, Sheila, um, the friend that's an alcoholic. That some merch of an alcoholic, they find her in her backyard, asleep in a chair with a half-drunk mm. bottle of wine. She's not an alcoholic. The I mean, is says. she is she dating anyone? Does she kiss anyone in this film? Like, yeah, she kisses Hen- Hank. <laughs> so, um, what I was gonna say was, I love before we start this part. you were like, <laughs> hey, I think that's Sarah Silverman. No, it can't be her. <laughs> like, why? Why can't it be her? <laughs> What about Sarah Silverman says that it can't be her? Is it because you... What about her? I guess I just wasn't expecting it. I don't know. What do you know Sarah Silverman, like, for and from? And what is Sarah Silverman to you? Can I talk you into Sarah Silverman? (laughs) Not much, really. I just know she's a comedian and she's got uh, that voice. What's she been in? Well, she's in Wreck-It Ralph as the little princess. She's in the Sarah Silverman show. You know, I would believe that. But then again... Just checking. I've seen her on last week tonight. What? And Wreck It Ralph. No, that that Sarah Silverman is in the Sarah Silverman show. She's in the Sarah Silverman show. That was a big show. Mm-hmm. Um, she dated Jimmy Kimmel. Really? Um, yeah, that's where yeah, the so. "I Fucked Matt Damon" song came from. That was a big um, thing for her too, oh. uh, because she broke up with Jimmy Kimmel and he had a running gag on it. He still does about how he doesn't like Matt Damon. So then she has the yeah. "I Fucked Matt Damon" song. I watched the Oscars last year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I swear she's been in something else. She's been in tons. She's 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 just very funny. She's a stand-up, obviously. I mean, yeah, she's, she's a stand-up prolific specialist. comedian. She prolific sits down comedian. a lot in this movie, actually. She does. Uh, she lays down a little too. Uh, no, she's just very, very funny. Um, very interesting. She's a uh, weird. Um, very Jewish. Um, very Jewish. That's Not part of her stand up. Uh, just a little Jewish. Uh, I personally... a really distinct voice. Not distinct, yeah. She's like the young Fran Drescher, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I love her in. Get this. You think it's hard for Bartek to understand that she's in this movie? I think you're thinking because she's this funny lady that's known for like being very kind of a full on and maybe confrontation, maybe. controversial comedian, and she's in this, and you're like, can't be her. She wouldn't be in this. I'm like that every single day of my life. When I think of her in Star Trek Voyager, there's an episode of Star Trek Voyager where they travel back in time to the 90s. This is true. They travel back in time to the 90s because Ed Begley Jr. has stolen future technology and is trying to make, like, himself a trillion billionaire. Like, he's trying to make himself super rich by using future technology to amplify his business. But get this. She's a hacker. 
He's Excuse like, Ed me? Begley Jr. is constantly chasing after her throughout all of America because she keeps hacking him. Oh my God. And it's just like a young Sarah Silverman as this computer hacker. She's like, yeah, it's called a Ram Drive. Oh, a Ram Drive. <laughs> Fuck off. Every single day. They try to play as a romantic interest for one of the characters. And I just find it great because it's like, well, there's time travel episodes where it's like, I'm sorry, but we have to leave you behind, but I'll forever remember you. And then you never, he never does. You mm. never, but it's just so fucking funny to me that Sarah Silverman's a fucking hacker mm. and they're playing it dead serious. Like she's not being funny in the episode. Like she might have some funny lines being like, what's with the pointy ears, weirdo? But like, you know, she uses the nineties slang. Do you think she's capable of doing anything serious? Like a serious Didn't you watch Book of Henry? I mean, she is kind of a wacky character in this, though. So you could argue that she's not yeah, a serious character. you're right. So... I'm, I swear she's done some dramatic performances in the past. I just am not as familiar with her filmography. Well, Wreck-It Ralph. I suddenly want to Wreck-It Ralph. You really yeah. are a bad guy. Yeah, but Wreck-It Ralph, she's actually really... She is really good at it, though. She is, yes. Ryan, I suddenly want to bake, and I don't know why. Mmm, salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> What? Is that a type of salmon? Yes. Yum. Mm. Wait, salmon, I hate fish. It's salmon for someone named Ella specifically. One of my favorite things online as well was it's like mm, eating brownie mixture. Don't care about that salmonella, but they spelled it wrong. They spelled it like salmonella, and it's like, man, I can't wait for that that woman Salma to come to the house Selma. later on, being like, boy, you fucked up. <laughs> Hi, my. Even <laughs> like they have a chain and oh they're like, boy, you fucked even, up. Even the greatest ones have typos in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found out the other day that there's a typo in the first Terminator. Yes. Really? Yes. Where? It's called Ruminator, which is really <laughs> weird. Now, it, there's a scene where he goes to a gun shop. When he walks into yes. the gun shop, it says that there's a clearance sale, but the second A is not there, so it's a clearance sale. Well, that's just a local business as well. My mm. favourite typo ever in a show or a movie is the TV show Quantum Leap. Yeah, mm. that's right. I like ni- 80s and 90s sci-fi. Uh, in good. the TV show Quantum Leap, spoiler alert for a show that ended over 20 years ago, um, it ends with a title card being like, the whole idea is like, you know, he's trapped in the past, travelling time, you know, he keeps travelling through time. Hopefully the next leap will be the leap home. But it ends with a title card being like, Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home, dot, 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 and then fade to black. But they spelled Beckett wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> they spelled they it with spelled only... The, the they only spelled it with one T. They spelled the name of the main character. <laughs> the name of the main character. That is incompetent. Of yeah. seven seasons wrong. And this is like, what the fuck, guys? I've been waiting for when they eventually reboot it. And it would be like, title card, Dr. Sam Beckett. And then you just see, like a line crossed through it and then they spell it correctly then dot 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 and then until now and then the TV show starts again maybe they weren't referring to the main character can I be honest with you it took me until the very last scene of the movie where not the very last scene but the very uh, final scene with the doctor character to realise that's Lee Pace Lee Pace the actor he's in the Hobbit movies as um, (gasps) oh Orlando Shit. Bloom's dad. He is, isn't he? And he's in the TV show Pushing Daisies. My goodness. The one where he brings back dead people when he touches them, but that causes someone else to die. He's a lot shorter in the Hobbit movies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, it took me ages to realise, oh my god, that's Lee Pace. I like Lee Pace. He's usually really good, and he's really good here. I think he has a good interaction with, this, mm. with Daniel here, uh, who plays Peter. Um, 
I think the actors' rapport with one another throughout this whole movie is very good, especially Janice. She's got a real good rapport with everyone involved throughout mm. the movie. She's just like, oh, that dance. Is the actor's name Daniel? Dan- isn't it Daniel Tremblay? The the kid? Yeah. For some reason, I thought his name was Jason. This scene with this girl. Maybe Jacob Tremblay. Fuck. I, I can't remember. Now you got me wondering. All I remember is I think the two kids both being another J. This scene with this girl, she drinks her drink to determine its Diet Coke. She doesn't seem mad at all about it. She no, she seems, seems like cool about it. She's like, well, that was weird. Yeah, she's like, she actually smiles. Hey, don't you find it good that there's breaking that trope? That, like, every customer in the thing in, is mean to the servers, mm. and then this wacky thing happens, and he's like, she's still looking in the background there, like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah. <laughs> she's st- the entire time she's staring at how her. Would you, how would you respond to her question, Ryan? Uh, uh, is this diet? I actually wouldn't know. I mean, <laughs> looking at it, how are you supposed to tell? Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? You yeah, know what? She is, did the most I'd, gra- I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd grab a straw and be like, do you mind? Yep. <laughs> You probably you're drinking... like, can I can I taste test it? I don't know otherwise. But you don't drink it straight from the glass because they're like ill germs. To be fair, if you if you served that drink, you would probably know. You wouldn't have to test in that way. Well, she's just a, a waitress, so she yeah. might have have it just plonked on the plate, and off she goes. You don't put a drink on a plate. She's walking over with the whole thing on a tray. On a tray, you fuck you. I guess you could respond. <laughs> what are you, the fucking trope customer there? Being like, easy drink for my drink instead of being the cool one who got what I meant. Bart's like, because you're the pedantic right. one of the group, got what I meant. You, you should didn't have to complain. You should you, know me you by are... now. No, I... I don't need to know you by now. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fuck, uh, that, that, yeah, I really don't think his name's Daniel now. I think it's Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him Ryan Tremblay because it's me. It's my insert character. Um, who was your favorite character in this? I liked uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah, I, I, I the actress, but the character. I meant. I can't remember her character's name, <sighs> despite the fact that she's my favorite. Mm. Why was she your favorite? I felt a lot of empathy towards her and her situation because her kid died. Because mm. well, even before that, she she felt insecure about herself. Mm. She understood that there is an underlying fragility to her situation of her child, relying on her child for everything. Yeah. So when it came time for him to die, as all eleven-year-olds have. Um, <laughs> he was almost twelve. Oh, almost it made 12. me think of the boy next door. He's almost mm-hmm. twenty. You mean he's nineteen? <laughs> I, I, I can actually guess who your favorite character is, Ryan. Go you on. might have mentioned it, but I think I can guess. Go on. Is it? Sorry, were you done, Bartek? I kind of interrupted. I could have spoken more, but I think I made my point. I I have a big thing for single mum characters because okay. you're a single mum. I yeah. mean, I have I have one. So oh, oh. you're not one though. Could have fooled no, me. I'm not. Could have fooled me. You know who's a single mum? You, Jennifer. That's oh my god. <laughs> Are you Bartek's mum? <laughs> you know what? I haven't checked. <laughs> I haven't checked. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, let me get the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> the receipt. I bought him from the store. <laughs> so I think that your favorite character in this movie is the 
the dodgeball guy, the rapping <laughs> kid at the end. I think you that's nailed it. it. I think. Am I right? It was a toss-up between him and Janice. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking Janice. Right. It's definitely Janice. Because but, before like, we started the record, the episode, I mentioned him, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that character existed." So I didn't think he'd be your favorite. No, but Janice. I don't definitely. think Janice was that interesting. I Excuse think was... me, damn it, Janice. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, that's Henry being interesting towards. Ja- did you not? not actually... Did you not watch her reaction? She threw her hands up in the air like this is just another day of Henry. <laughs> I mean, if you. You were in that position. I feel Look, like dude, would react Bartek similarly. knows me. He knows that I have an affinity towards sassy black women in movies. See the Alexander and the Terrible Horrible No Good No Bad Day episode. Or a mystery box episode on uh, uh, Meteor Apocalypse. Were you let down by that character? I was, but she was my favorite. That's <laughs> actually a good point. Let down by your favorite <laughs> I could be. No, 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 the movie was a letdown. I think that any of these characters could be your favorite character. Who's yours? Because they're all brilliant. Honestly. Oh yeah, hundred percent brilliant. Is yours every... Glenn? Yeah, his is the child rapist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a self spot. Listen for to Dean our Norris. baby day out episode. Yeah. Mm, oh well. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Which um, I asked you, would you have sex with that baby? And you I, said, you're, yeah. This is actually I true. Feel like I forget a lot of things. <laughs> La- last night when I was chatting to Oliver on Facebook, he did message me in surprise, saying, "Oh my god, Dean Norris is in this." Yeah, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and you said. That I told you, but I don't really know who he is, so it must have been that He's Ryan never watched you. Breaking Bad. I've seen all of Breaking Bad. I kind of had a soft spot for him in Breaking Bad, in a way. Mm. Um, he was really good in Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 or Gremlins T-O-O? No, it is Gremlins 2. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I think I think I'm going with Bartek on this one. I think Naomi Watts' character. Purely because I feel like she's the... The most developed, and she actually has. Did you not like see Janice tear up when she saw that dance and realized, shit, that girl is molested? I mean, that was developed. I mean, yeah. Naomi Watts cried too. Oh, yeah, but Naomi Watts is always crying and everything. She's always mm. crying. What's she that? wants that Oscar so hard. What was that movie she was in, like, where. Maholland Drive? No, The Others, I think it's called. Was that her? Was that Jodie Foster? The Others. I do believe was Nicole Kidman. Shit. <laughs> the one where it's like her in a mansion and yeah, with like servants. And yeah, that's that's Nicole Kidman. Spoilers for it's a movie okay. that's been out for 15 years. It's but... okay to get your Australian actresses mixed up because Naomi Watts is Australian. Mm. And so is Nicole. So it's okay. And they both start with an N. I'll give you a fair, fair shake of the sauce bottle as Kevin Rudd, the former Prime Minister of Australia, said once. Oh he can speak Chinese. Can he? As he constantly Mandarin fucking reminds Chinese, yeah. every single time he speaks. But hey, in, um, in English or Chinese Mandarin? Well, both. But I don't know because I don't speak Chinese Mandarin. So well, you should. Yeah, I really should. If you want to be prime minister one day. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm Turnbull, I don't think, speaks Chinese Mandarin. He doesn't speak human either, but like, that's okay. <laughs> he doesn't speak good policy. <laughs> Not like that Tony. He speaks. He speaks rich cunt. That's what he's <laughs> okay. Speaking. Okay. Well, um, you know, Malcolm Turnbull's one of the richest men in the Southern Hemisphere, as well as Australia, right? Really? His mansion it. is so big. This is true. Our Prime Minister of Australia is a businessman. He's like Trump, really. Like they're a businessman as well as a politician. But ours at least was a politician for years. But he was. So, he's so rich that he bought a mansion next to his other mansion. <laughs> So that he could demolish both of them and make one mansion that was so big. Like, that's how rich he is. Can we go? That's comical. Can we go to his mansion? It's so big, he won't find us, right? Turnbull Air? <laughs> is it a micronation? Playing yeah. hide and seek. He's the king like of that. his country. It's probably bigger than Sealand. Here's the kind of prime minister who's like, 
And yes, I'm totally down with the equal rights, so I'll make a plebiscite so that I can totally come across as blameless do for the fact that I would have voted no. Oh God, do not get me started on the fucking plebiscite. Um, so, back to oh, Booker Henry. Please, thank you. They have a bold move of putting a plebiscite in the Oh my God, <laughs> I want to die. In which Henry comes back from the dead and says, gays, should we allow him to marry? <laughs> I did think it was weird when Malcolm Turnbull turned up to like support it. As the, as the, uh, I thought you guys say it was weird when Malcolm Turnbull turned up to play Henry due to the fact that he's playing the <laughs> older that ver- one scene as the oh older God. version of Henry. You, you, you age more in heaven. I'm so dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know he's God. <laughs> like, Malcolm Turnbull comes down. <laughs> he's God with his little angel Tony Abbott. Hello. <laughs> Who was the other prime? <laughs> Okay, for a bit of context for non-Australians, Tony Abbott, um, in Australia, we've had five prime ministers in five years, so yeah. just figure that out for yourself. <laughs> but one of the prime ministers was Tony Abbott, the living embodiment of a blister. And if you live in America, <laughs> if you live in America and you watched last week tonight, they had a sketch about him. It was actually he, five he, in four years. He, People made a joke yeah. that there were, we had more prime ministers and there was a higher turnover rate for the Australian prime ministership than there was for, Doctor Who. No, I was going to say for the um, for the Defense Against the so, Dark Arts teacher at fucking Hogwarts. Yeah, no, it's true though. Yeah, so this decade we had Gillard at the beginning, then before her term ended, Rudd replaced Came back, her. yeah, it was so good. But Tony then, Abbott, just for a bit of context, was um, the one that is a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, he, he literally ate <laughs> onions like apples. Yeah, raw onions. <laughs> raw onions like they were fucking apples. And he had so many great one-liners. They wrote a musical about him, and they had, like, apparently, like, on stage, they had a big glowing sign that was, like, this is verbatim what he said. <laughs> Glow when they had monologues from him because I mean, it was just so farcical. I love that interview where someone asked him a question, he just nodded in silence, <laughs> and then he's like, You're not saying anything, Tony. I'm giving you the answer that you <laughs> oh, deserve. Yeah. That was amazing. He was fuming Look, with rage. Americans listening and English people listening, everyone has crazy politicians. We have one too. His name's Bob Catter. He's literally a cowboy. <laughs> and he wants to bring guns back to Australia. Yeah, I'm looking at my palm because I can't think of anyone I thought, else. I, uh, I was. Mm. We have one that thinks he's a meme, Clive Palmer. Yeah, that. Was, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally catch the tram and there's like a sign that's the size of a building of him giving a thumbs up with a glowing background and it's like a with writing that's the same as a meme writing, being like Clive is here. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> Nothing's as cool to me like a politician trying to make themselves a meme. That's mm. my favorite kind of politician. Pokemon go to the polls. No, Obama was the meme machine. He would do all those funny little yeah, but like, he sketches. In- he wouldn't stuff. intend to be a meme a lot of the time. Like people would just kind of meme uh, him. He would make sketch. He would do those sketches. It was fun. I mean, he was fun though. So I mean, you know, whatever. I think a lot of those re- sketches were reactionary, like the um thanks Obama thing that he kind of rolled with. You know, it, it, as far as yeah. me concerned, like. They're a lot worse. He literally can... mic dropped at one of the press conferences. Yeah. Because he was that cool. He really is. He... So yeah. back to the film. It was weird that when Obama came in and mic dropped at the end for his talent show. <laughs> yeah, and he replaced Peter. It's really interesting that Obama came to the uh, Calvary talent show uh, <laughs> and he beat all the children. Hey, we never found out who won the talent show. Hmm. In Australia, I don't know about yeah. you guys, I grew up in the country, so maybe I'm wrong here. 
Um, I'm just going to say, in Australia, we don't do talent shows at schools. At least uh, I never dep- did. Depends on the school. In my first high school, we did, but it was... What was your one? What did you do? I hosted the last one, I think. Oh. So you didn't even do anything? I didn't perform in it, no. So your talent was hosting? Yeah, well, I was one of the school leaders. Were you now? Yeah, one of the lower ranked ones, but yeah. Prefect. They called it homeroom mentor, which I st- I still don't know what that means. I was a prefect. I was a vice captain, baby. I was what, your not, boss. Not a not a full captain. No. Nah, it was but you got great. to wear jeans, right? I got to wear jeans, so mm. I was like, hey. I mean, I didn't wear school uniform after mm. like year eleven. <laughs> yeah, so fuck it. I wore the badge though. I tripped a kid over one time when I was vice captain, and uh, it was great because I got away with it. You are a film villain, Ryan. <laughs> I, I'm not Henry. You are a film <laughs> villain. Turns your question, though, maybe the kid with the standing ovation won. Yeah. Maybe he won. That the... tends to, you know, be a sign in movies. I think Janice won. Can I please talk about the magic trick from Peter? Shouldn't we wait for that to happen, Ryan? Yeah, we should really wait for it. Oh, happen. man, okay, but... Seriously, that's, like, in my notes. Wait for underlined it. Underlined a lot. It's significant. We'll wait for it. So there's a gun here. Have you ever fired a gun before? Yes. Mm-hmm. You have? Yeah. You guys are fucking crazy. I mean, I've told <laughs> I you I was though, born I in the country. I didn't find no guns, and I'm the one I you should one... expect it from. I, I haven't fired the... one in okay. Australia. Why the fuck are you firing guns, so, Oliver? For a birthday, I actually got one of those red balloon experiences um, from my sister. And I don't know else. what that means. Do you know what a red balloon is? It's like they... I know what a red balloon is. <laughs> so like it's... a balloon that happens to be no, red. It's this it's this company that sells like experiences like dr- um get driven in a in a Formula One car or something like that, or take a hot air balloon ride or you know Like a make a wish? Kinda, but you're not dying. But you're not dying, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> You're not fucking Henry. <laughs> so yeah. if if you're not dying, but you're really jealous of that make a wish yeah. foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the so red you balloon. stole the dreams of a dying kid, yeah, and your and, um, dream was to shoot guns. Yeah, so you actually... Oh, interesting. Like, yeah, I went out to this range, and, you know, there were these shotguns. We got to do, like... Do you clay... fucking shot shotguns? Yeah, clay target shooting. You're fucking kidding me. No, man. Did you fire shotguns? I can, I can prove this. I, got I had the option to, but I didn't. Right, hey, Ryan. There was actually a competition. I got a medal for it. For shooting shotguns? For, yeah, um... Pump action? So on off what? Give me, give me deets. They were, um, so one of those shotguns that has like Tell two me. shells. Okay. In two double shells barrel? In, yeah, double barrel, yeah. Two shells. <laughs> well, I mean, me. they do. Not I don't even play with the, I haven't even fired a gun and yet I'm knowing more. Jesus. <laughs> I just forgot about Ryan's it. Ryan's trying to be superior. Yeah. Also, no more. <laughs> uh, fuck me, dead. You should get, go, go shoot a gun. It's really cathartic, actually. Oh, good. Can I aim it at you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You really are a villain. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the hero. To quote Sarah Silverman, you really are a bad yeah. guy. Clay targets, though. No one got hurt, unfortunately. Well, I mean, the targets. Now who's the fucking villain? <laughs> well, I mean. He's if... the one with multiple personalities. He wears little glasses That's and ableism. has a. That's and he, and, and he well. has a side part. Who's yeah. the little Hitler in the room here? It's Oliver. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you mean by side part? His hair is parted to the side. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of explained itself. It's pretty precise. Okay, that's not ableism. I mean, most hair no, is. that's heroism. Yeah. <laughs> Heroism. I'm a hero. I'm telling you, watch out for Oliver. He's and the you, next Malcolm if Turnbull. If I'm the next Hitler, and you've got this curly Jufro going on, wow! Then you watch and it. I'm wow. Polish. 
Wow. And you're quarter Polish, Oliver. I am, Oliver is dropping in things that were pretty full on. I don't have a Jew fro. I have an Aboriginal fro because I got Aboriginal DNA in me. So you're racist and I'm going to get Centrelink now for my trauma. You are the whitest person I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're the whitest person you know. You're the whitest man ever. Yeah, I'm pretty white. You look exactly like the type of guy... That they would draw in the background <laughs> <laughs> in an animated movie oh where they're in the city. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's Oliver in the background. Like, like mm. there he is, like on his way to work. You're the guy on the train. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You're that. Yeah. Oliver. Oliver looks like an otter. <laughs> Which, um, <laughs> when I said that to him the other week, he automatically was like, you know what, otters is a gay thing? And it I'm like, I'm just talking about the animal, man. You're bringing in this stuff about the sexual was, cult of otters. It was otters. just kind of, a, kind of amusing to me that you went for one of the few animals that's like a euphemism in that way. Isn't every animal a fucking euphemism at this point they for say something that, sexual? They say that about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as well. Yeah, mm, man. Yeah. You're Benedict Cumberbatch. Fucking please. All right, a I mean, man who I've described uh, that I did. But dude's a very successful. Man, uh, actor, I've heard him like, be described uh, as having a face only a mother could love. Ooh, yeah. He's clearly, that, clearly that person wasn't. A I fan. mean, anyone in the Marvel the kind of mum who names him Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really like got it made at this point. Yeah, Don Cheadle's um, just fucking nailing it. <laughs> I mean, he could be Oliver, worse. Benedict Cumberbatch is from the real life universe. Of Zach and Cody. That's Sweet Life. Fucking idiot. I haven't even watched Sweet Life, but I know what he's doing. <laughs> All right. I, I, don't know. I know you're... I'm, talk- I'm talking about real life. He's yeah. talking about the real life world. Like, well, I, don't, in... I don't understand what you mean by real life. Like, we're in it, man. I don't... I don't... You're firing it's the opposite shot- of fantasy. You're firing shotguns and shit? Yeah, I'm having fun, man. What are you doing? My dad owns a handgun. Does he? Yeah. How many toilets as well while we're at it? <laughs> Fucking... He has a million toilets. How many... Are talking bathrooms or things that he can pee in? Oh... Well, he's got three things you can pee well, in and a backyard. You can pee in anything, really. No, you can pee in your handgun. <laughs> you can. I don't recommend it, but you can physically do that. That is something that you can. How many handguns? Just one? Or one for each toilet? I, well, I know that he... <laughs> I've got to He and my stepmom both have... You can't one. go to the bar. Oh, so there's two. There's, uh, there's a boy handgun and a lady handgun. That's beautiful. I know that they're different. Do you sort. get a handgun when you visit? I mean, when I Bartek, visit is when we it's time for you to have a handgun. I don't want to hang out. Why? Don't you want to be like your dad? Because I don't know. Three pay. toilets and a handgun. Three toilets. Three bathrooms are in, but four toilets. Four toilets. Wait, then sorry, wait, one, wait, one of them. Wait, the one of them's a, one of them's a urinal. Sorry, that's not really. Really? Here's yeah. a urinal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See how you said really in a previous episode when Bartek brought this up. I said that, and he treated it as. What, that's unusual? That is yes. very, oh, yes, I didn't treat no, that it is that's definitely, unusual. I'm, I'm with you. Right. No, I wasn't <laughs> treating it as unusual, it was more a thing of, oh yeah, I forgot about it. So like, oh, oh yeah, and a, a yeah. toilet. Okay. Now, I might have said it matter If anyone should have a urinal in their cubby house, it's Henry, but he doesn't. He has a fridge for a door, though. That's yeah. pretty impressive. He's also dead, so it doesn't There's, need There was one. also a car door as part of a wall and stuff like that. It was very well put together, I think. I really liked that set design, by the way. Like, yeah, I, I mean... It. Yeah. It's almost like this is a good movie. It was the best movie. Yeah. Where was its Oscar, you know, for the performances and for the direction? Well, they had to give it to, what's his face, Denzel Washington. Mm. For Roman J. Ezreal, a movie no one saw. The fact that you remember the title. I don't even... <laughs> well, even I do because I like the director's other film, Nightcrawler. Oh, that oh, makes sense. Oh, he made Nightcrawler. Okay. 
Dan Gilroy, who's right. usually a writer, I'm pretty sure, or something else. But yeah, it was his first director, and then that one, and no one saw it. But it, apparently it was all right. It had Colin Farrell in it, so also I, I, like I mean, Colin. I heard that Denzel got a nomination, so. Uh, heard or no? I've heard. But do you know? No. Get your facts straight, mister. I just said I know. That, no, oh, fuck you. <laughs> what are you, fucking Oliver now? Uh, that's not an Oliver move. High five, what are you, fuck, fucking him right in front of me, you, you otto? I'm sick, I cough in my hands. Oh, I just got denied a high five. For, uh, do you, you want, want me to high five you instead? You know, I didn't <laughs> high five, <laughs> Oliver. But Oliver, I didn't say no, I just creepy said, man. I just five. gave you a reason. Creepy man. High five. All right, here you go. No. No! <laughs> <laughs> I just denied you. No! I was being nice, and then you denied me, so guess what? It's biblical. I'm... Peter denied Jesus three times, and then a rooster crowed, and then he changed his mind. Is that... What? That's in the Bible. Tell him, Bartek. Yeah. Doubtful... Wait, was it? No, Tom... that's doubting Thomas. Thomas mistake, doubted yeah. Jesus until he saw the wound and had to touch it, but Peter yeah. was the denier... And yeah, yeah. Judas was the betrayer. It was when Jesus was being crucified, he was running through the town and everyone was saying like, oh, you're Peter, you're one of his apostles. He said, no. No, I don't know him. And then it happened again and he said, no. And then it happened again and he said, no. And then a rooster crowed and he was like... Moved. He did the crying thing. Let me tell you, all it takes is a good cock to turn someone around. You know, Peter, when he died, he was crucified upside down and that's where the upside down cross comes from. And he was the first pope, I believe, right? Yeah, they all died horribly for the most part. I Except think. Except John. John. John was the good boy. He got to live. I think he got to live a long life. Thomas yeah. died the ho- most horrible one. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, doubting Thomas. He died very horribly. He had like multiple things happen to him. Like they ripped off his fingernails. We're talking like Rasputin level. Or? They ripped off his fingernails. I'm pretty sure. I think they they eventually boiled him alive, but I think they did a few other things to him. Thomas had a fun time, let's just say. I think one of them just got beaten to death on the streets hmm. for trying to preach. And they're like, fuck you. So yeah, this movie's just the Book of Henry. It's very religious. I think it's a good thing, too. Uh, you know, I ask this question a lot with movies. Um, who's this for? And I think this movie's... I said, for for children and mums, but really, at the end of the day, it's for everyone. I was just about to say that. It really is. Like, there's something to be gained from watching this, regardless of what age, you know, or nationality, sex, gender, anything. I think everyone can kind of draw something nice from this. Exactly. You're nailing it. So, this script took 20 years, uh, almost, to get uh, realized. The writer of it wrote it, and he kept rewriting it as he grew older and older and older. So that's why it has this really interesting thing of, like, childlike enthusiasm and views, but then also the wisdom of a of an older person mm. growing and maturing. Isn't and that interesting? I believe there was also a trivia point that the original script before the director came, get, on. came on was more of a black comedy, and he didn't like that, so he made it a bit more... Mm. I don't know, serious is the right word, but he made it more in line with his vision. Yeah. A black comedy was not his vision. Exactly. Which is upsetting, because I would love the black comedy. For, I mean, I thought this was funny, though. Yeah. You Maybe find, not black, You though. find humor in the strangest things, right? Like your face. Yeah. It's because it looks like an otter. Mm. The gay otter, of course. Oh, the yeah. Fucking no. animal. I mean, of course. Yeah. When I say otter, you think gay, obviously. <laughs> 
I mean, it's the first thing that should come to mind, you know, when I say cat, you think gay, you know, any animal really is some gay euphemism mm. for Pussy buffalo. is gay. Yeah, pussy is for the lesbians. Mm-hmm. So there you go. They gotta have something. There we go. What? Mm. You said there you go, so I said there, there you go. go. I love There's her dress. It's pretty good, actually. Damn it, well, Ryan, Janice. You love her, that's the thing. Damn it, God damn it, Janice, that dress. Her bling, though. If she was related to the teacher from Alexander's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day or whatever, it, mm. it wouldn't shock me. If this was the same universe yeah. and Steve Carell was like sitting in the crowd mm. being like covered in burns, being like, woo! I would love it. Look, Ryan, it's this part. It's He's... Oliver's favorite character. I completely disagree. Um, I thought it was your favorite character. That's why it's yours, because you thought it of me, but really you're projecting. It's Freud. <gasps> For the for comedy purposes, he <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> for comedy purposes, yeah. As yeah. in, like, if mm. I had to pick a favorite character based on comedic mm. aspects of this film. Oh, not Mr. Sickleman. The Glenn. Yeah, I thought it was I, really funny when it was, it was like but... when it was he was hilarious <laughs> when it was like these leaves, man, and she's like, Ooh. dude, when he fucking, I like how I asked you mean Glenn as if like the brother was when he <laughs> dude when he fucking shoots himself, I'm just like side splittingly. Well, like, we don't see it on screen, so he could be alive. Laughing yourself to death. Mm. LOL, that's what that stands for. Laughing yourself to death. See? Doesn't really line up with the letters, but I can't get what you're getting at. Otter? Yeah, isn't <laughs> that laughing I interpret otter. anything I want. Isn't that L Y T D? That sounds like a disease. Mm. Oh, he's got L Y T D. bad case of L Y T D. Also sounds like that website, the Y T D. Sounds like a radio station. Welcome back to L Y T D. Or the weird police force. Yeah. It's the LYTD. Yeah, the Talisa Department. Depa- <laughs> I could have just said department. I like how it starts with L. I mean, yeah. you're like, Talisa Department. Well, I mean, I'm, that's the last two letters. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you got See, it. right, it's because I'm not talented enough to think of all four letters. Oh. That's all right, buddy. I'll let you pass on that one, except for what I called you out a moment ago about it. But other than that, you're, you're, you're fast. Asterisks. <laughs> Bing. Well, no, it'd be, it'd be two asterisks. <laughs> Astrocies. It would be three at this point, wouldn't it? Well, no, because you denied my two one before. Oh no! You denied me once. Already. No, I died. I denied you once, but then I allowed the other one where I was like, "Good job, Barzek, for the art comment earlier." <laughs> it was like in brackets, "Good job." So well, that keep... was intelligence. Yeah. So that's your second one. So now we're up to the third. So get it up to date, but that's it. I'm removing that third one just because this was just so debatable. Yeah, that was such a long monologue. It was almost as long as Henry's book, which still has like 20 more minutes. So at talent shows, Bartek, um, since you're the host of them, uh, to this day still, um, are they like this? Where there's tap dancing and kids rapping and burping. Not so much a montage, but there's a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> so what's the best thing you've seen at a kids' talent show? I mean, I only did the mm. one time for like an hour. So you say, but what was the best? I, I remember opinion. there were a few Rubik's Cubes. There was a kid on a unicycle going around. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. Back up a sec. Were there kids using the Rubik's Cube? Or was it just just a bunch of just Rubik's be, Cubes just, on the stage and people were like, yeah, good job, yes. Rubik's. Because I love how he said it, there was a few yeah. Rubik's Cubes. Yeah. Like, just to be clear, this you're saying kids, but it was like high school. Mm. Those are children still, yeah. right? If they're underage. Yeah. I can't have sex with them, right? Yeah. Not children. Legally, yeah. 
I mean, it's wow. possible for you. I mean, he's yeah. bringing in a lot of superability <laughs> right have... now. He had a right. Jim Rowe comment. He's, now he's, he's like, right. legally... All he's saying is that you have pot- great potential. With mm. great power comes great responsibility. Comes yeah. power. You're not powerful. They're saying With, you have potential. Well, if they're younger than me, I have more power. With great power comes well, great yeah, pedophilia, if you're right. Just potential. Yeah, potential for power. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm following in. Yeah. Now, all of this, don't forget the word potential. All of this chucking in his boner in there. And oh this awkward ass. Oliver, I didn't ask you this episode would you have sex with that baby, but you're, in, you're about, answering it very has, clearly. Has there t- been a baby in this movie? Didn't we talk about putting things in your mouth earlier, Ryan? He talked about it. Well, I just mentioned the lollipop, I guess. Yeah, Oliver's mentioned lots of things. So, Oliver, this mm. is the river that was going to carry him away. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't Some seem might say like, it's a creek. It doesn't actually seem like if you were to kill someone, though, that they would fall in. Especially seems... a big fat guy like Dean Norris. Not even if the, like, hills sloped downwards towards it? I don't or, even know. Or if, had eyes. Well, it had a lot of rocks in it. I feel like he would get caught on the rocks. I feel like he wouldn't actually fall in. Dude... When you grew up, did you not say to yourself, man, I want to watch a movie where Naomi Watts has a sniper rifle? You know what? On a regular basis. (laughs) Every day of my life. Does she also whistle? This movie actually fully fulfills all my Uh, needs. I watched Mulholland Drive and I said, not enough Naomi Watts sniper action. And then I shut it off. (laughs) So did you watch it? Well, yeah, but like off though. Okay. It was on, but I wasn't... I, I turned the TV off. It was still on. Okay. Uh, the closest you get is her and Tank Girl. I'm pretty sure she uses guns on that. Say so hello to Rape Dance. It is the Rape Dance. <laughs> it's good they hired her because she's one of the most prolific young dancers. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was on one of those TV shows like America's Got Talent or something, and now Sia uses her in every film clip and performance. She's little Sia. Which is great, another Australian connection, because she is an Australian musician. Uh, so that's kind of neat. So this film is like, hey, you like Australian connections? There you go. And you know what? This film's set in the United States. Same planet as Australia. And Malcolm Turnbull exists. Oh, unfortunately. So, um... God. You know, if we take that this film is in our timeline, then Malcolm Turnbull exists. And uh, mm-hmm. he might have been Prime Minister. Probably not. <laughs> but, like, might have been. Uh, you know, who knows? I'm not up to date. I bet when I stop recording this episode, we've got a new Prime Minister. <laughs> Unless the script from 20 years ago specifically said that in this world, <coughs> Malcolm Turnbull can't be Prime Minister. Yeah, like you you were saying before, Bart, like that we should dra- take a drink every time you cough, but it's it's Oliver who's been coughing the most in this uh, episode. I feel like I have Yeah, been. I feel like he's coughed a bit more. I'm, I'm, the I'm amount fra- of times I've consciously... It's okay, I'm, I'm observant, cough. so I'm counting Oliver. We well, have yeah, potential. How many have I done? Oh, enough. Like- <laughs> so absurd. That's my favourite number. <laughs> yeah, it's a potential of a number. All about potential on this I feel show. Like this, mm. I feel like the way we've been going, this is going to be an old, old enough joke coming up. But she's old enough to know how to rape dance. Of course. God damn it, Janice well, I feel like is clapping. She's inside. more experienced enough. Now, did you understand when God damn it, Janice walked away that she was going to do the right thing? Or no. Did you just... Did you think she was going to do the wrong thing? I thought she was just moved by the dance. I didn't think she should actually oh, do Oh, you something. didn't... Oh, okay. So being moved when, is not the right thing. When I watched it, I knew exactly what was happening. I was like, fuck yes. She's realized that this girl's been fucking molested. And now she's like, oh my god. The power of dance has made me realize my errors. And I must fix them. Only the magic of cinema and dance I think could our, bring that joy. Our movie paused. No. 
It's just Naomi Watts is just really intensely staring at at everyone involved in the movie. It is, in fact, paused because the DVD is so high quality. I bought it last <laughs> week. <laughs> well, you bought it like three weeks ago, but that's still pretty recent. Mm. I did notice earlier when they were passing milk in front of the camera, it was like mosaiced. Mm. I love art. So the movie doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> so let's talk about the final five minutes of the movie. Um, they love, have a I dance. Love, I love that lightsaber fight because we won't be able to confirm or deny that. So. Oh, this is going to suck when I said earlier that we'll have to wait for the subtitles of the phone call so I can get it more. Oh, that oh. that, and you're like, wait till the dance happens. Oh, the magic trick yeah. happens. Yeah. I'll be waiting forever. Oh. So that means this episode will never end. In fact, it will never end. Which means it will never be released. Wow. Well, that is... Sorry, If you're guys. listening to this now, you are a paradox. Look, <gasps> I blame JB Hi-Fi, uh, where I bought it. Smelly urine guy. Maybe there was a man huffing urine. <laughs> huffing urine? What? Well, he smelt real strong. Maybe yeah. he was huffing it, man. Don't it was try. really strong. Bartek was so subtle, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bartek was so subtle. Who was the JB Hi-Fi? And I, I saw him, and I was like, this guy's homeless. Yeah. And, and and he's like in earshot, and Bartek's just like, what? Whoa, it smells in here. And then, <laughs> and then the guy walked away, and Bartek, like, tapped me on the shoulder, and like, there was a funny looking guy over there. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, Bartek. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't put it together until that point. You're a real detective. <laughs> Subtle as a brick. That's why I'm the observant one. <laughs> I mean, well, clearly I was too because to I put it together. In comparison to that, <laughs> anyone well, is more really. observant. You're the observant one at like 15 minutes too late. You're the kind of guy who's like, oh my god, they're getting murdered. Oh, whoops, too late. <laughs> like, and uh, I'll be like, that happened. man, I was trying to stop it already. I'm in the middle. So the the DVD Jesus is just going it's frame by frame really now. So, <laughs> oh, we're missing frames. So, can I talk about the dance? I mean, the magic trick now. Sure. Yes. Okay. So Let's the younger. All talk about it. So the younger brother promises to the entire crowd that he's going to resurrect his brother. Like he's going to bring his brother back. He's going to bring him back. Now and I, he's got a big chest. I was sitting with my fiance, and she said, "Oh my god." Is Henry going to come out of that <laughs> chest? Because he brings out a chest. And we didn't see a funeral scene. Mm. In the movie, we don't see the funeral scene that yeah. you usually have. I wonder why. So, though. because the movie's like wanting you to think, maybe, maybe Henry's alive. And I thought, no way. No way is he going to be alive. And then he started shooting out the snow. Mm. But I forgot about the snow. Being an important factor of their and being relationship. an observant person. Mm. Yes, but you know what I observed? Think about this for one moment, guys. You're sitting there in the audience. You don't have any context for the snow. Yeah, obviously. Mm. You're sitting there. You know that this brother's dead. Mm-hmm. <sighs> At the local talent show, all oh, this kid's talking about his brother. He's going to resurrect him, and he's just um shooting. Uh, grayish white powder all over you and he's saying I'm going to bring my brother to you are you uh, is he shooting his ashes at me oh my god <laughs> is he shooting the fucking brother is oh he god. spreading his ashes all over me wow. that would be my immediate thought that was his last one. but they're too big to be ashes though yeah but that yeah. would be your immediate thought like, like it was like fluff it was dusty 
fluffy. So you're like, oh my god, is he shooting ashes all over me? Oh, Mm. Jesus. If you've never seen ashes before, maybe. Yeah. Do you lick them? I mean, only on weekdays. Have you seen ashes? Ashes. Yeah. Have you seen human ashes? Yeah. Why? Have you touched them? No. Have you had them sprayed on you? You know what? These questions are getting too personal. (laughs) Otter? Well, he said he hasn't touched them. Yeah. So how could I have them spread all over? Well, Oliver could be pedantic by being like, I didn't stick my finger in it and touch it with my hands, but if it got sprayed on me, then I did touch it, but not technically. I didn't touch it. It touched me. We're in Oliver Town. I love that I didn't have to say any of that. (laughs) But we all know, listening at home, that that's what Oliver would be like. (laughs) That that little snicker says he's right. (laughs) I'm very observant, but that's what I had, like... Oh, oh my god, oh my god, is he spreading the ashes, ashes. all over And them? because they thought it was ashes, they gave a standing ovation. No, but then they realised it's, it's not, so then they did. I think I read a thing online that one of the, some of the interpretations of why they gave the standing ovation was, one, possibly relief that it wasn't more fucked up than it could have been. Yeah, like it wasn't a oh, dead body oh, or something like that. Like, holy shit, what does he mean by that? What does he mean by that? Oh, thank God, it's just paper. I really thought it was... Oh, he's the final act. He's the final one. Finally. Because I think that in my brain, I interpret it as the final act of it because the mum schedules it, this 45-minute timeline to murder. It's like, you wouldn't schedule him first. Schedule him last so you have enough time to murder Glenn, get rid of the evidence, and come back, right? Mm. So, yeah... This da- the there's the rape dance. There's the resurrection of the brother. Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie, and it was all great. But then the movie ends with Glenn killing himself, and then them just getting the daughter, and she's butterfly, <coughs> butterfly, and he's enchilada number one. See, why does he need a number at that point? Because it's what he because in the early in the movie he's like why can't I be enchilada number one and they still haven't let go of Henry. Yeah, but that's because not relevant. In the, he's not there anymore. Oliver, there's, there's an L word. There's no the L word. Lesbian. No, but it, it, he used the second letter. Let. Uh, no, I'm... it's one of the first words in the film. Legacy. Yes. Ooh, take that, Oliver. Because also her take book, that you got it right. Her book is very biblical as well, with like Henry, you know. Oh in God. her book being yeah I know right the film's still going frame by frame uh, audience <laughs> no this is great so I'm glad that I bought this for like basically you know seven dollars was $7. it fine $7. when you 50. watched it with Rachel? yes yeah thanks JB Hi-Fi five stars so this is how no this is how Colin wanted us to watch it for the episode. Well, no wonder he's not doing Star Wars then. Yeah, they fired him from Star Wars. <laughs> this is what he wanted to do, man. He's an artist. I'm imagine, glad he did this. Imagine finally following your life's work. You know, 20, 20 years. A lot of time, a lot of effort put well, into this. Yeah, that's the screenwriter. He was just like, I'm a director, man. Hand me script. I want money, money, and art. So there you go. So let's give our reviews and ratings <laughs> due to the film being... Epic. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start first because I'm talking a lot. Great film. Emotional film. A deconstruction of the genre. A complete subversion of expectations. It is a gut punch, uh, both uh, uh, emotionally and in the thinking-wise. So you know, it's, it's a lot like you in that way. I am a gut punch. What? Oh. 
That was me gut punching, and that was Oliver reacting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a weird sound effect. Yeah, no, I don't know why he went. Oh, like he was turned <laughs> on. I meant the punch. I mean, you don't know. What it I was mean. a karate punch. Mm. So like when it hit him, it went wah. No, I went wah, and and it was so hard it didn't even make a noise because it made a noise internally in mm. him. But we can't hear that. Mm. I mean, I can't hear hear your blood. So anyway, your review. Um, five stars. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I thought good one, Bartek. Now you're you're catching up to Oliver. So I enjoyed this. I was completely dumbfounded in points, but in a good way. I like when a movie keeps you guessing. It was not formulaic. It was uh, twists and turns and surprise elements. I thought the acting was very good, unique, different. Uh, there are certain actors in it. Naomi Watts is always a class actor. Uh, she didn't really surprise me in this. Um, but Dean Norris did. I thought he was very good. He brought something different to the character because he usually plays a, you know, cop character. And, uh, he and in this he plays, plays a cop. So. Yeah, but he plays it differently. <laughs> like, he doesn't play it as a cop character necessarily. So, he, he was a subversion of expectations. Uh, I think that this movie is polarizing. I do understand if you don't think it's an unappreciated masterpiece. This is one of the few where I give that little tick where I go, okay, if you don't think so, I'm, I'm understanding of that. But for, for us people, we do think it is. Uh, I think it is. I think I, I noticed the technicality of the script direction and everything else. I think it's a very um, superb film. Check it out if you can. Um, buy a copy from JBI Fly if you must. Um, Only if you want the last, like, five minutes to be a bit to, shit. To be a bit shit. Um, so, I give this film a rating, if I had to. I would give this... That's a contradiction. Yeah. You do, but if you had to. Mm. Do you want to go, do you? You want to go back to Oliver Town? Hey. All right, let's go back to Oliver Town. I feel like the only one not at this town is you, right? I think I'm you're the, the fucking. You're the at this point, I'm the fucking mayor. Oliver, just, <laughs> Oliver, Oliver, just keep talking. It gives Ryan more time to think of a rating. I actually had mine, and now it's gone because you fucking <laughs> came in Oliver Town. You oh, said, wow. if that's I never happened to me before. You if I had to give stars. this film a rating, I give it an Oliver Town out of Oliver Town. That's a good town. That's hundred percent. That's and then and then. Coven and Otters. Is that part? Is that part <laughs> of the adorable. score you give it, or the maximum that you get it out of? That's a little uh, citation next to my rating. You okay. go like, is it like down. a second rating or what? No, no, that's a, that, no, that's like yeah. yeah. My rating is Olivertown. Olivertown little asterisks there. Go down. Coven and Otters, that's and a, and you have yeah. to interpret what that means. That's a very fluffy rating. What I just say? Wow, uh, uh, Otters. Fluffy are they? Yeah, a bit. You're really into you're kind of into into otters. He's a furry too. Great. You wish so, I was. Do I? <laughs> okay. Oliver's bringing a lot of aspects to the show today. And this is just how do we go you? from that? Is that like you wish I am? It's like you're right, Oliver. I do. I've got so many animals that I just want you to meet. And, you okay. Know, what does that mean? Gosh. Okay. Now Bob's bringing mean... in a lot of information. No, no that was a hypothetical. <laughs> Hypothetical reflecting me, some stuff. Freud was, projection. It was me interpreting Oliver's you wish. Uh, yep. 
Anyway, back a lot to of the, things back, are being brought onto the table. Back, this episode. back to the review. I feel like this. I feel like the. I feel like Patrick Warburton's character in B movie, where it's like, yeah, but soon the human race. You what? Like uh, a lot of stuff's going on. Let's hear from Oliver. I mean, after last week's episode, sorry, this is the thing that's getting you. Mm. Oh no, this is a continuation of last week. Fairies got came. Fairies came back on the table, and now we're here. So, Oliver, what did you think of the film? Give us your rating and review, or review and rating. You can do it in any order. Hey, you can give your rating halfway through your review if you want. You gave a couple of ratings, actually. You mentioned five stars, and then you kept talking. But that's okay, because you can give multiple ratings. So, I give this movie both... Well, I mean, actually, let's just wait. So, I did think about this movie quite a bit after I saw it in the brief time before we did the podcast, a few hours, and... You kind of hit on all the main points that I wanted to address. You know, the acting, the the direction, the the art, especially the set design, I think mm. was fantastic. Um, I especially loved their little playhouse. I think I mentioned that before. I thought that was very well constructed. I think it was a very engaging film. I felt like I was very much invested in the characters. Mm. Um, I think every character had their own quirk that allowed them to be justified in being in the movie. Um, I didn't feel like anything was... It's uh, a bit too, let's just say, too out there. I feel like every character had their place. Yeah. I felt like... It was a sensical film. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it was a, a logical direction that still managed to subvert your expectations, as Ryan said, and still managed to give you a few twists and turns just when you thought it figured exactly. it out. It still managed to surprise you, and I think I, I loved that about it. Um, so I'm going to give this um, 15 otters out of 10 otters. That's a lot of otters. There's a lot of otters. But he, but he can fit him in there. You, I mean... So... <laughs> deep pockets. <laughs> oh, pockets. Yeah. Otters have them. They do. They or have pouches, pockets where whatever. they fit their favourite rock. Do they have... They have pouches in them. Yeah. No, no, I was just saying, like, if he's a fairy, maybe he's a kangaroo. And if they had so. a pouch, wouldn't that make them, like, marsupial? No, uh, uh, no I don't think they do, they, man. No, they do. There's, there's, it's a fun fact that they have a pouch that they carry around their favourite rock. That's a thing. Oh, uh, I thought they just carried him. But it's like, yeah. let's hear from They also you. hold hands while they f- uh, sleep when they're... When they are, uh, okay, we well, know you watch a lot of their videos. <laughs> so, Bartek, let's hear from the tech man. Hello, I'm the tech man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that worth a clap? No. no. Okay, I tried. Um, <laughs> that was my trump card for this episode. Wow, not your Turnbull card? Uh, Give me a clap for that one. That was pretty good. That was, a, that was a decent one. No, that was I was, really I was trusting you not to go that direction, though. But, but you shouldn't trust me. Bartek, I'm in like... Oliver Town now. Bartek, would you like to give us your review? I would, but I'd also like a clap, but I'll learn it later. You will get the infection. That is correct. The clap. You know, the that thing. Oh, you want that too, do you? Yeah. Tough. Well, it's, I, just I'm like not, the clap. I'm not demanding it. But I'm just expecting it. Um, so we watched the Book of Henry. Wait, we did. Is that? I think so. It, did we just? I think it was also called Povish Henriego, but <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what the yeah, name was. So that's yeah, what I was asking. Yeah, my bad. Just to clarify. Yeah. This was a really good movie. It was a movie that had a lot of beats. You could almost call it a roller coaster. Mm. I say that because Ryan did call it a roller coaster before we started, and I thought we should just bring that out there. Yeah, but it's... you said almost, so like I did, but you could almost call it that. Mm. There was a potential there. Mm. 
That's a term that we used for Thunderpants back in 2015 when we did that episode. And we've related a lot of things in this episode back to Thunderpants. Because the film about smart boy who dies and mum tries to get revenge for neighbour through shoot gun has a lot to do with boy who fart a lot <laughs> and dad leaves. And, and <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, I could actually, if I bothered, I could actually relate those two movies really well. Well, I know that there's potential there, but what I'm saying is... There is gun in movie. Yeah. But... He, he gets fired gun at. <laughs> well, I mean, he almost gets shot by a firing squad. I'm pretty sure he kill man with fart. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Oliver Town. If you stay here too long, we talk like this. So, gun. What I was saying there is that that was a very cheap and basic way to compare the two films, but there is potential there for greater comparisons. They're both unappreciated masterpieces, and this one is a very recent one, and I'm surprised not more people have seen it. Yeah. Mm. It is a really good film with really, really big actors in it. Naomi Watts, Jaden, who's... I, obviously, I'm not familiar with them as much as other people, but, but I've seen the YouTube comments, and these people are known. Yeah. This is a film that tries to get you hooked in many different ways with many different stories. We emphasised earlier... We kind of didn't emphasise it later on, but we emphasised earlier that... This is a film whose main conflict is in the background for a good chunk of it. And it is because it is focusing a lot more on emotions. We have a mother character who is reliant on her son, who can do a lot of things that she feels she cannot do. But as the film goes on, and even though she is still relying on him, she learns that she can be the reliable one to her son and new foster daughter. It is a film that teaches us about humanity while also having, as you described, Ryan, a somewhat sociopathic initial main character. Yeah. It is a film that talks about the potential of life, even though there is a status quo in place at the beginning that you feel must remain, you can challenge it and new things can happen. I'm not going to give this film a rating per se, but I am going to tell you what this film is. This film is a shining gem in a smelly, piss-filled world. Yeah, but if you had to give it a rating, though. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably give it a good one. Good, good. good. So, YouTube and IMDb, I imagine, yeah. have things to say. What do they say, Ryan? Well, they said, um, I watched this movie and it made me tear up and laugh. Ha ha. That's what YouTube said. No, <laughs> Martin, Martin took his computer back like, how fucking dare you? Uh, I didn't mean for no, that. No, no, no. I, I wasn't offended or anything. You, you should have prepared for every contingency. I, I just, I just you, would have read it a you, bit differently. You, you didn't. I'll, I'll read it like you, you, you would. Just for Oliver. Yay. I... Watched it, this movie. The fuck are you doing? And it made me tear up and laugh. Ha ha. That's how we were talking before about fucking Thunderpants and all of that. Just like weird garbled noises and sentences. That's pretty much. That's yeah. Oliver Town talk for you when you're not being pedantic. And you are the mayor after all. 
Well, you're the queen. The queen? <laughs> you're the queef as well, if you want to be there. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> so Bartek, give us some more with the patented Bartek delivery and flair. Still mad he was a coward and killed himself, he should have gone to jail and been raped every day. Wow. Response. Thanks for spoilers, I'm not watching the movie because of an idiot just like you, smiley face. Wow, he got schooled. And then the initial commenter responds with, Lol, I kind of spoiled the scene. You should still watch it. It's good. Mm. Oh. Well, so they changed their perspective. Very good. Mm. I think that that shows bravery and great potential. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all about growth, as we talked about before. You know, it's and not just we get intelligence. It. We get it. You, you like growing. And hopefully these <sighs> YouTube comments are immortal and remain forever so that they can be a legacy. I didn't realize this movie was on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Well, oh, these are from a trailer. Oh, for a trailer. Okay. You know, you know, you can buy movies on YouTube to watch. You can, but this came out last year. Yes. You know, was, you I can buy. D- I I just bought a DVD of it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It works so well. So, <laughs> continue on. Mm. This uh, sorry, the movie was so awful that the director got fired by Star Wars. <laughs> 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 Star Wars was like Darth, no. Darth Vader came in with a coffee mug. He sat him down and was like, "Look, it's just not gonna work out." You he are the, just Severance package. You are the director, no more. He's like, "I have faith I can make a good movie," and he's like, "No." And there's Palpatine no. in the background, just no, like, "No, no, no longer director. Do it, do it. <laughs> Get out, do it." Get out. <laughs> Have you heard about Darth Plagueis? He made a movie one time and we fired him as director as well. It's like, oh God, it's just on and on. Peter, the little brother, plays August Pullman in Wonder. That is true. Response. He also plays other characters in movies because he's an actor. Oh. <laughs> you, fuck you. Oh my God. That was an Oliver comma there. <laughs> that was right from the Oliver email address. You know what? I love that because they're technically correct. So They're definitely you. correct. So. so fuck you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> the next comment is, spoiler alert, don't press read more if you don't want it spoiled. So, and, you when did. You, and when you click read more, Henry dies and so does Christina's stepdad. Yep. Hmm. There were many responses to this that were freaking out about the fact that they clicked read more. That's their fault. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Is that all you got for us? No, I've got two more comments and then the other thing. His dick. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty funny. The next <laughs> Where was comment the clap for that one. It was pretty good. The next comment is not to burst anyone's bubble, but I just watched the movie and it sucked. Oh. That taught me a lesson. And the response is no, it don't, because you all fucked up and don't have a heart. I don't so take that comments. That was that delivery I was trying yeah. to emulate oh, right. earlier. <laughs> I don't actually take comments seriously unless they're grammatically incorrect. That's how you know it's, that's how you know it's true emotion. Because they, they don't have time. That's why you wear glasses. You, know you want to focus in yeah. better than normal people about the grammatic yeah. incorrect. And that's why I'm better than Well, you know you. what's interesting about this one is they spelt... You, you know, do know a lot about prejudice. They, they spelt it <laughs> cuz, like C-U-Z, and then you, just you. But they have 
capital letter at the beginning. They have apostrophes or don't, so it's not. There you too go. Bad. <laughs> Oliver's in school now. They're but just it's not, but it's not perfect. They're just stupid because they're wrong. It's not. Did perfect. you like that pedantic conversation? <laughs> Welcome to the new podcast, <laughs> Oliver Town, <laughs> brought to you by Oliver, Oliver, I'm and Oliver. Ser- like I'll do also this. Also Bartek. I'll do this out of spite. <laughs> and Oliver, I want you to interpret this next comment because okay. I don't really get it. All right, let's go. <clears throat> Dat boy XD trailer X D D D D D D noob. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, explain. No. Oh, that's typical Oliver <laughs> repertoire. <laughs> and now we go away from YouTube <coughs> to Burping <laughs> by Ryan Slowinski. <laughs> but many... he played it before I introduced it. So how many stars was it? I mean, I was introducing it, so I wasn't paying as much attention. Wow, that's so. 10 stars then? I mean, I'd, I'd have to watch it when I'm in the right mindset. So, watch it, okay. Mm, yeah. interesting. Watching burps is far more interesting than listening to them or tasting them. Indeed. Mm. Go on, hit us with your best shot. Far away. It is an IMDB review from IMDB. Oh, shit. Whoa. It is titled, <laughs> Wait, did someone change the movie over? No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. This from, is the movie. It's from the 7th of January, 2008, and the rating Wait, is... 2008? A, sorry, 18. No, it's from 2008. <laughs> it's they a time traveller. They were nine fact, years. watching a different movie. Nine years They're before. reviewing it. Oh. They reviewed it. Bartek actually went on to a different movie called Book of Henry on IMDb. He got us a review. Let's hear it. Well, that's a joke. It's 2018. And the rating is 2 out of 10. Thank you. And just because you went on the tangent, I'll just remind you the title is Wait, did someone change the movie over? Did they? Well, we'll find out. And this one begins with warning spoilers. Ooh. So be careful. Don't read more. And don't click it. <laughs> I've been a whole lot of... Love. I've already fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're done. Remember that delivery you all making fun of me for earlier? I think I nailed it. Uh, like as it goes on, I'm just well, no, I fucked up it. a word. You was like doing Captain Kirk or whatever. That yeah. was you did that with your last YouTube cover. What? Because I was struggling to read it. Dat boy XD trailer XD. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Right, I said, a whole lot of love, yeah. Yeah, I said bean, but it's actually, I've seen a whole lot of movies in my 26 years of living, and I can honestly say this movie's, like the plural, not possessive, yeah. opening had me glued to my screen. I thought it was going to be one of those heartwarming family adventure sort of films, but somewhere down the line, the movie just became stupid and unrealistic. It just happened out of nowhere. One minute, it had my full attention. Characters were strong and the plot was thick. But then the next, it just suddenly went all downhill into a complete flop. Wow. He mentioned that thickness, though. We did mention the thickness. Characters were being introduced that weren't needed, such as the Doctor. Why did we need to keep seeing him throughout the movie? Nothing developed from his character? It's a question, again. Um, You're going to answer it? (laughs) Well, he's asking a lot of questions, like seven in a row. There was nothing there. No intuition or that intimate charm between him and Naomi Watts. No character gained from the other. What was the point? I really don't know. Naomi Watts' character as the mother was definitely strong in the beginning, yes. 
She was rather childish and seemed very free, scatty and outgoing. Didn't care much for bills or paperwork as she relied on Henry for this, but that didn't stop the audience to see how unconditional her love was for her two boys. But like I say, the story worsens along the way. Full stop. Once Henry dies, I felt like she forgot about her other son. She was so focused on Henry's plan, the book and tape that he left her with, I sensed some real neglect. Yes, this was probably meant for the script as she was grieving and couldn't quite function the same, but I don't think it justified it. It made you as an audience really dislike her rather than feel sympathetic over her. I just, it just didn't work. There wasn't enough sadness to see her pain. The most stupidest part? A single mother of two taking orders from a dead 11-year-old son? Seems pretty darn stupid to me. Yeah, Henry was like the parent that held the family of three together, but after his death, you'd have thought she'd get it together for her other son, but her actions are complete opposite. She just spirals out of control, obsessing over these notes and things to do that Henry has left for her. It takes her a while, in fact, the end of the movie to realize that what she's doing is wrong and that she is the parent and that she can't be taking orders from a child. I don't want to give too much away with the storyline, but I hope whoever <laughs> reads this understand where I'm coming from. The frustration of the movie by the end just makes you slump. You lose complete interest because it is so unrealistic, and if it were real, the situation would have been dealt with weeks or months in advance. Nobody acts like that, and if people do, others step in, not hide away from it. Disappointing movie, to say the least. Oof. Some points in there. I mean, I could spend an hour and a half pointing out the errors with their points, but they brought up points. That's something. You know, a tick for attendance. <laughs> Anything else? That's all, folks. No positive from IMDb. Wow. Well, it was a really long review. That's fair. Mm. No one wanted a 10 out of 10 for it. Damn. So Well, the YouTube was almost completely They loved positive. it. So, you guys at home, thank you for um, listening to us talk about the book of Henry. You obviously are a fan <laughs> of it, if you're listening. Uh, if not, you should have checked it out. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, it has a lot of things in there. Oliver, great to uh, be uh, mayor of your town for this episode. Please send the police. They've got me hostage. I I, I can't leave. Um... Yeah, the queen, baby. Uh, Bartzik, great to cough with you. Um, you didn't cough at all. No, I'm very good. I'm very good at this. <laughs> then how is it great? To cough with you? Yeah, when you didn't. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all, Ryan. Right? I think you really should well, have Well, if you're going to all over town me... You really should have rethought that statement. No. It's nonsensical, and I think it undercuts your entire point. Thank you. That was Oliver Town, brought to you by Oliver & Co. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver & Company? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're my company. You got it. You got it. You nailed that one. So, as always... I haven't even seen the film. You have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. If you are extra rad, give us a review on the iTunes... I imagine Oliver's already done that because mm. he's a good boy. Yeah. Uh, and yes, we are on all the stuff. We're on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, some Spanish streaming site. Yeah, that one. We're, we're in English on that site, but it is Spanish. 
Uh, you know, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we've got an email, um, which we'll include in the description if you want to give us some feedback. Be like, look, guys, Oliver was completely wrong about this. Give us an email about it. I'd love to read it and yeah. to him specifically. And, um, you know, if you want to give me an email about Bartek's coughing and how you love it, great. Or, hey, hey. How about we get some of that lovely... Th- you know how real... You know there's, like, other podcasts where they have fans that interact with them? We don't have those. But I'd love it if someone did some fan art of Bartek coughing his lung out. That would be great. Mm. And he's a furry as well, because we... Furry beard. You, you would be a bear or a dog? Well, I'm a sausage. You're a sausage, too, but that's not a, that's not a living animal. I'd say but, bear. I'd have say you seen bear. the logo of our little show? Yeah. Yeah, sausage. Mm. Yeah, sausage. A little, so are you. We're a little polis. Uh, it could be anyone, that one. I'm, I mean, I'm a sausage with, like, you know, beard. A beard. So. I got no feature. Uh, you got a bow tie, don't you? I got a bow tie. I don't wear bow ties. I wear normal ties. Would you rather eat a sausage with a beard or a bow tie, Oliver? Uh, probably a bow tie, actually. No, which one would you like to gobby? Well, I mean, that's a really philosophical question. I'm not sure we can... <laughs> really delve into the intricacies of uh, the until the next body. time <laughs> until next time remember to be kind to each other or as Oliver Town would say there is no such thing as kindness or you everything's a construction of the mind and the mind is in fact not real we are all in fact particles yeah, yeah. or are we no we, we are <laughs>